Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just eight ninety seven for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. It's still early, but it's not that early. A lot of people might need to change their underwear if they're a fan of Virginia and had them penciled in. that early. Poopfest. Welcome inside. It is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. This is madness. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, visit geico.com. It's so crazy right now, we may not get to Syracuse. That's a good thing. All right, well, that, that's that's You know, that's I like complete line. chaos in between the white lines. Tonight, you're not even dressed all in orange. What well, the hell happened? This was opening day for my daughter's softball team. I'm the manager. We're the LSU Tigers, so I had to wear LSU Did you go all- Tiger shirt. Earl Weaver. You're not the LSU Tigers. That's what we are. No, we're LSU. It's LSU Tigers, the Oklahoma Sooners, uh, Florida Gators, Arizona Wildcats, Georgia Bulldogs. Those are the teams. Seriously? Yeah, that's what we are. We're in California. Yeah. That's, uh, buddy, this is girls softball. It's, it's, all, it's buddy, all about, dumb. it's all girls, good teams in softball. No one gets to be UCLA because everybody wanted to fight over UCLA. So we're the Tigers and we're purple. And After today, they might want to be the Retrievers. Uh, oh, TJ, today from the uh, and I realize, every dog has his day. I realize I'm TJ. <laughs> I'm wearing the colors of TCU. How about that? But uh, right now, Syracuse could have gone into the half with the lead. 
However, instead, Tyus Battle takes a three-pointer from 30 feet out with 10 seconds left, <laughs> and TCU goes down and gets a hoop at the other end, so now they lead at halftime over Syracuse. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is what is happening right now, this moment in time in that's the a, South Region. That's a good Engelbert Humperdinck song, by the way. What's happening now in the South Region? This moment in time. Oh, what's <laughs> happening now in the South Region? Arnold so Dorsey I sings you the hits. Sing you to sleep in the <laughs> South Region. Because in a day that has been fairly generic yes. in the NCAA turn. We had one upset, but even that was, hey, it's uh, Wichita State. Oh, is that Fred Van Vliet? No, Fred Van Vliet's not there. All right. I'm shocked. That was, wow, very nice. Nice. Uh, it pretty generic day so far. The yeah, favorites, the favorites have won. Yeah, you had a couple of slight seeding upsets, but not that big a deal. However, however, eleven and a half minutes left to go. Number one, Virginia. This is number one seed, Virginia. Trails, sixteenth seed. Maryland, Baltimore County. Who? People in Maryland haven't been this excited since the wire. <laughs> Maryland, Baltimore County leads Virginia, not by a point. Not by three points. Not three. Not four. Not by five points. Not five. Not six. Not by eight points. Not, seven. not by ten points. Not by 12 points. They lead Virginia 45 to 31. Now, under 11 minutes to go in the second half, it's Maryland-Baltimore County, a 14-point lead over Virginia. Here's why this is a big deal. Because we always we see this once in a while, boy, 16 seeds, giving the one seed a tough time, all these things. Yes, yes. And then the number one seed gets it together. Virginia has never been a team that could fill it up on offense. They make their bones playing great defense and being opportunistic offensively. This is who Virginia this has been their identity. This year they were 308th in the NCAA in scoring. All right? There's 351 teams to show you where Virginia is. They're a number 1 seed. They don't score. They simply don't score. They've never scored. So now you're talking about coming back from a 47-31 deficit. It's going to be hard because you're not used to that. You're not a team that well, you know what? We can hit a couple of threes and play press defense and get back in it. That's why this is a really big deal right now because this is not a team that can go fill it up, score, and say, all right, well, you know what? We blitz you over a course of four and a half minutes, and suddenly now we've turned a 15-point deficit into a four-point game. That's not Virginia. Well, what's interesting about this is, remember, DeAndre Hunter goes down with the injury, and it's the question of how much that's going to impact them. That's not saving them from this miserable exhibition tonight. He averaged 9.2 points per game, certainly uh, just having one more guy in the rotation. Uh, would have helped along the way. But you you will know this, that uh, they were 22-and-a-half-point dogs, the Retrievers. I, I'm feeling, so right now you're feeling pretty – if you took the plus 22-and-a-half, buddy – How many how many dogs and Retriever jokes are you going to make? All right, that's like your third one, and the show's I'm, not I'm, even six I'm minutes done. old. I'm done. Really, are you done? You, you, want, you don't want one more? <laughs> you don't want one more? Plus 22-and-a-half, buddy. You you're licking bills right now. You don't, you don't right want now. one more? You don't, well, you don't want to say, hey – I'll tell you what, after this, I am feeling golden about the Retrievers. Really, I was just... If you could get emulating, that'd be nice. I was emulating and and really paying homage to all of your Chris Berman 
isms where you go nine in a row. And so that's really my turn here to to go on about a litany of catchphrases and puns, and, and then I'm done. TJ, UMBC runs a Labra backdoor play to push the lead to 13. Too far. Over Virginia. Too far? Bridge too far. But buddy. Labrador is kind of tough. It is. Labrador, but that's what, you know, backdoor. Back, that works. It's too early, buddy. It's not too early. Slide over babies, buddy, not for two hours. There's, no, soon, there's nine minutes left, and Virginia is down 13, isn't buddy. It, isn't it 13. delicious, though? 67 and a half points per game on the year. Three players in double-digit scoring. And right now they couldn't buy a bucket. No, and we're gonna if they lose, we're gonna have to play Tony Bennett songs all in, aren't we? Yeah. I mean we have. I mean that's it. So tight shirt, you have your your work cut out for you. I don't know about you. that. We got to play a lot of Tony Bennett tonight. We got to play, and no trying to get by with Robert Goulet. All right, don't give me some <laughs> Robert Goulet crap. All right, don't try to sneak that in. I was He's just going gonna to. go crooners. Don't give me any Mel Torme BS, okay? Don't give me that. Don't give me any Jack Jones. You got to get me Tony Bennett. He's just going to veteran crooners for 100 hours. And no, and no cheating by doing Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, okay? It's going to be straight Tony Bennett. Make it 50-34. to 34. It is a 16-point lead <laughs> for Maryland, Baltimore County. The three guys over Virginia. at the end of the bench just looked absolutely confused. And that's on the winning team. <laughs> this, this, this really is amazing right now. It is a six, and they have the basketball. 16-point lead. And now Virginia's just going to have to take threes every single time down the floor. They just hit one right there. They're going to take threes almost every single time down. This will be fantastic. And that's really what it is. They can't get it. They can't get inside. They're having trouble getting the ball inside. This is madness. They're going to take a three every single time down. 750 remaining in this one, 13-point game. You know, if Virginia loses, I won't feel so bad if Syracuse loses. No. I mean, I really wouldn't because we would just be – I mean, nobody Sean would Miller's going to say, hey, hey, look, <laughs> at least I'm not them. I may have the FBI sitting on my front porch, but I'm not him. <laughs> but that's the deal. That's what ha- – when you can't score a lot, when you can't score, you're going to be in trouble. And Virginia – like I said – Everything's a three. They just took a three and they made one, but it's every time down there they're going to have to take threes. Down, down to 12, though. Uh, we'll keep you updated on this. Obviously, the game of the night, everybody is just now glued onto this game. But I did say we had a fairly generic day in the NCAA tournament, but it's that true. doesn't mean we weren't without upsets, and we did see another big upset earlier today. No good. Rims out. Rebound Rashard Kelly. Two seconds. Kelly heaves at the horn. A miss. And Marshall wins the first NCAA tournament victory in thundering herd history. Shocking the shockers of Wichita State. The four seed takes down the 13. 81-75 in San Diego. The party at Chad Pennington and Randy Moss's house tonight must be off the hook. Hey, come on, whatever you guys want. We're going, what is Pennington's, Pennington was a cracker. What? We're going to Cracker Barrel, everybody. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Maryland wins, and they pull the upset over Wichita State. This is not the Wichita State of two years ago, three years ago. Fred Van Vliet is not on this no. team anymore. He is gone. He is in the NBA, and we've mentioned his name a few times. He is not playing in this game. Now, normally, that's this is why this upset is great. Because normally, what happens? We pay for upsets in the NCAA tournament. Right. If we don't get upsets the first couple of days, 
well, it's pretty generic and not as exciting, but that means we get better games when you get to the regionals and the Elite Eight and the Final Four because the chalk advances. When we do get upsets early, it's, oh, this is awesome, but then when we get to the big games next week, it's, okay, boy, it's really Buffalo against Maryland, Baltimore County. Am I going to watch that game? Really? Am I going to watch that? So you pay at some point. Only if that guy comes out and tries to shoot a half-court shot for another (laughs) dozen medium pizzas. We had the guy's roommate on the show last night. The pizza guy on the show. It was terrific. But that's the big thing is that at some point you pay for it. If there's no upsets, then it's a bad first week. If there's a lot of upsets, it means the second week is more difficult. But this was what I like to call a bloodless upset because – it's Wichita State. It was excitement because here's a 13 and a 4, and it's exciting, and it's, okay, we lost Wichita State. We didn't really lose anything no. out of the tournament. Nobody cares about the teams. I mean, that, that's a huge thing that we're going to talk about throughout this tournament. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. They care about high seeds, low seeds. We're just going to see upsets. Am I going to see excitement? Are games going to come down to the end? And I like the names on the front of the jersey because you don't really know. Outside of Trey Young, no, the average basketball fan doesn't know hardly anybody on these. It's just the way it is. Nobody knows. So they like seeing Duke and North Carolina and Syracuse and Michigan State and Michigan and teams they know and remember. But it really doesn't matter. It's really irrelevant. Now, if we lost Duke, that would have been, no, would have been a big headline. Yeah. But we lose Duke, which is a really big deal because Coach K is one of the few rock star coaches in the, ter- in the tournament. But we lost Wichita State. It's like, we got a big upset. It was a close game. We saw a lot of excitement, and we lost a team that people go, oh, okay, Wichita State. All right, fine. Well, and based on the bracket, it now becomes West Virginia and Marshall. So, again, everybody shrugs saying, okay, eventually they'll play Villanova, and we'll get down to business. But you have, what, 10 teams that anybody really had a stake in? And that would have I know. And that would have been including last night's loser Arizona just based on the number of brackets that had them at least to the eights, if not deeper. Beyond that, there's there's not a, a lot of push. You don't know many of the players. You had Trey Young, DeAndre Ayton. This investigation made him a superstar of the highest level. I mean, basketball mm-hmm. people were sure. watching him. He had 23 double-doubles. See, another burger mm, reference. Double-double. He had 23 double-doubles mm. entering the tournament. But until the FBI investigation and the Miller sits down a game and Aiton's got some response in the press for what's going on and the family starts talking, it was fairly anonymous. Mm-hmm. Trey Young, Grayson Allen, and everybody else. That's it. Yeah. Like, we didn't have yeah. a, a lot of star power yeah, no, it wasn't. in this year's college. And it was all it was all Trey Young. For the first three right. months of the season, it's all Trey Young. And sure. there's and there's other well, we had Marvin Bagley for a little bit. You know, as Duke a was off to a big bit, start, but, but now Trey Young starts scoring 40 right. points a night, and it's, you don't see that in college basketball. Well, and with the first half that they had all the way up to number four in the rankings before the fall, so you got a bit of a run, especially when you can start making comparisons to Steph Curry, bring back the B-roll of his Davidson run and all of that stuff, that you were able to get as much mileage as you could. Now you're, you're banking on the heavyweight coaches to carry you from here. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. It's not early anymore. (laughs) Maryland, Baltimore County, the 16th seed, leads number one Virginia by 14, 54 to 40. 100. No, no, just one. Just what, why 100? That makes has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> it's more dramatic that way. It, but but it's it's just a number. 
Exactly. It's, it's got to be 16 or 1. Or is it? it? No, no, that's what it has to be. It's You can't confuse people. What's 100 million? There's not 100 million at all. By the way, the UMBC website has crashed. <laughs> people trying to figure out what the hell it is. Uh, this is, uh, where is this? Michigan and Boston College. Right, UMBC. Uh, still, a 14-point lead for UMBC, less than six minutes to go. We'll keep you posted on this game, and we get into a big story out of the NBA that's about Kevin Durant, but is really about LeBron James. It's too soon, bro. Oh, no, no. We got to talk about it. Big, big news involving KD. Coming up next, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Radio. You know, I heard Kevin Harlan do this read earlier today, so I feel like I had to step up my game on this. All right, let's go. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Indeed.com slash Slash hire indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search indeed. Relax. I hate that song. Welcome inside a nice, tall, smooth, Colt 45 night here at the Fox Sports Radio Studios. I was thinking about a bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Smith, Mike Harmon is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. And uh, here's where history we in right the now. making, Smith. Hang on. Here's where we sit right now with the four NCAA games going on. TCU leads Syracuse 37-36, 12-24 to go in the second half. So far, Syracuse's two best players are playing horrendously, Frank Howard and Tyus Battle. Florida State has a 29-19 lead over Missouri. This one still about five minutes to go in the first half. However, <laughs> however, in the South region, I feel like I should say this like Marv Albert, in the South region, not exactly what Tony Bennett had in mind. Right now, three and a half minutes to play. University of Maryland, Baltimore County, a school that has been named the number one up-and-coming university by U.S. News and World Report for six years in a row. Still on the come. How, but I mean, yeah, so, but you're still rising. No, but at some point, you got to be overrated. If you're up and coming and you can't, you got to be overrated at some point. Well, you, no, but it's how still, long can you be up and coming for? Who's reading this? I mean, is it that you? Know, if you say this is like the Sam Bradford of colleges, nah, he's coming. He's got no. He's thirty now. He's done. Can he stay you're healthy for a full season? Oh, come on, six six years in a row. You're the no. We're up and coming. We're up and coming. You got to be here by now. Maybe you're introducing okay. new programs every year here. that just continue to dazzle. But and, you have to be just, getting rid of the old ones because no, no, no. You're ex- aren't working. you're expanding. But if you're expanding, you're moving up. You would have you would have arrived by now. No. Well, maybe you're. You can't still. Maybe be, you were miles from nowhere. It's not. But it's not like you were like the number ten up and coming, then number six, then number four. No, you've been number still one. Still on the come. You've been number one for six years in a row. I've been waiting for Tycho. You said that for four bleeping years. You have yet to make that a drop. <laughs> it four was just, years. That was the best one I've gotten. Four years he said that. But. And finally it appears. Let this not distract us from the fact that number one Virginia trails number 16 Maryland Baltimore County 61-44 three and a half minutes 
left to go. As you know, a 16 seed has never <laughs> beaten a one seed in the NCAA tournament. This is nice. Hey, and they finally got aggressive under the basket. They grabbed and the ripped the ball. Oh. Away from Make it a 15 point How about lead. 61 46, three minutes left to go. Maryland Baltimore County trying to hold on against Virginia in what would be the biggest upset in the history of the NCAA tournament. I, I'm not. I don't think I'm. I'm saying that that would be anything other than that. No, they it ran would be a graphic. The biggest before. upset in the history of the tournament. 135 and 0, number one seeds, and winning by an average margin of 24.9 points. They, the spread on this game again, 22 and a half. Virginia was favored by, and let's do a little bit of the math, shall we? They've scored 46 points mm-hmm. in uh, nearly 38 minutes. Yes. Well, look, uh, we've we talked now, about it. <laughs> in 37 minutes, look, I should say. we've talked about it for Virginia. This has always been their Achilles heel. Sure. They've never been a team that can score. They grind have an identity. Yep. They grind you down. They play great defense. They hit threes. That's Virginia. That's what they do. So when you get down like this, it's not like any. It's not like Duke or Carolina or Kentucky. Well, you know what? We're just going to press and run for five or seven minutes, and suddenly that 15-point lead is going to dwindle down to three. That doesn't happen. When you can't hit shots, it's hard to – you can't just say, all right, now we'll go down and hit threes. You can't do it. It's impossible. And now they're going to have to take a three almost every time down the floor, and that's not going to get it done. Again, we are under 240 to play now. And Maryland-Baltimore County still with a 15-point lead over Virginia. Uh, Virginia's going to press. They're going to try to foul. And hopefully this game will now end sometime in the next hour, hour and a half. (laughs) But that's just kind of how it goes. Virginia, 4 of 20 from three-point range on the night, uh, shooting 39% overall. But you want to know why? Maryland, Baltimore County wins. And we'll type Baltimore. So I'm talking like, Baltimore. It, is, like it is the wire. It's Baltimore. I'm talking, oh boy, I'm talking like Bunk and McNulty. Okay. Uh, you hear all the time guard play in the NCAA term. I remember Steve Lavin told me that about 10 years ago. And I, the same thing. Steve, why do you like so-and-so in the tournament? Guard play. Why? Guard play. Guard play. They hold the ball. They have the ball in their hands. They're the ones control the game. And when a team has good guard play, you can pull that upset. Take a look right now. UMBC's starting guards, Jarius Lyles, KJ Mora right now, are a combined 12 for 17 from the floor, 5 for 7 from three-point range, 8 out of 10 from the free throw line. They have combined for 37 of UMBC's 65 points. Lyles having a huge night. He's got 28 of them, but still – Mora, 10 points at the free throw line now. The lead is now 17 with two minutes left to go, and I think it's sinking in that this is going to be it. I think it's sinking in that we are seeing a 16-1 upset right now for the first time in the NCAA tournament. Now, obviously monumental in that regard, but they, they at least gave you a little better effort than Arizona did. Because <laughs> with 10 minutes left, they still look like they cared. They were panicking, but they still look like they cared, whereas... Yesterday, we know uh, Trier and Aiton had already decided, I'm out. <laughs> At about the 10-minute mark, they had already decided. Well, maybe they maybe they decided, you know, last just, week, hey, we'll just play one more game, and then we're uh, both going sure, to the NBA. and we're done. Yeah, it's going to happen. We got, uh, you know, like we got our futures to think of here. Yeah, 65-48, 216 remaining. Just a, a 
incredible effort. The Here's how big a deal this is. Dominating. Here's how big a deal this is. I'm not even watching Syracuse. I know you right haven't now. paid any attention. I'm not even You've watching. Been watching the flagrant fouls. And- it's unbelievable. Oh, I'm not even watching. God. I'm not even watching because right now you got UMBC is at the free throw line and they're shooting flagrants because uh, Virginia's grabbing at jerseys on the ball down court. Just had a fast break, just reached out and grabbed him. I mean, this is this is happening. This is happening, even though they just missed, missed two. both. Uh, two sixteen left, and already Virginia players are seem like they're crying on the sideline. This well, the people in the crowd it. had that stunned look on their face. This is going to be it. Since halftime. Sean Miller's writing that big thank you note to uh, Virginia. Thanks hey, for taking thank the you. heat off me for a day. I appreciate this because this is now going to happen. Uh, UMBC now with a lay-in. Make it 67-48. It is a 19-point lead with two minutes left to go. Under two minutes. So I feel like I'm announcing a Rocky fight. This is like Rocky and Drago. Rocky comes if I out could the change, it's absolutely and you can unbelievable. You yeah. know, look, just really quick, I want to say this because we're never going to get a chance to say it. Uh, oh, that's really it. You for know, Virginia. Just real quick, <laughs> Kevin Durant is hurt. He's going to be out two weeks. Fracture. We, we got to get it now because we're never going to get to say well, it the that's rest a of the night. Terrible thing. Okay, uh, just really quick. Why is this about LeBron James? I feel like we gotta do we gotta do all the stuff we wanna do. Oh, first. you want me to tell you why? No, no, no. But here's what Because he's the last man standing in yes. an injury plagued NBA. LeBron James <laughs> never gets hurt. All right. Kevin Durant, we find out, fractured rib. Maybe, maybe it happened at at, at Steph's wedding. I don't know. Maybe, you know who knows? Ste- Steph's birthday. Party. Sorry, Steph's birthday party. Steph's already. He married. went to Steph's birthday yes. party, and and then he was then he was hurt after. And so was Clay Thompson. So <laughs> what the hell happened at this part? That birthday party was off the hook, man. I'll tell <laughs> you what. They showed up on a yacht and it really escalated from there. But here's Durant with an injury, and Steph Curry also has been plagued by ankle injuries throughout his career, and here's LeBron James, 18th year. In the NBA, and the guy only misses games when he decides to sit out because he's tired. That's it. Wait, eighteen? That's it. Is it that he far doesn't already? miss. He doesn't miss. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Takes do- his days off when he measures it out. I like that. I mean, yesterday we didn't even get to uh, get to yell at uh, Ty Lue. No, and talk no, about that where he was screaming at him. But the the th- is, is what I vividly remember about LeBron James. You think about the longevity he's had without getting injured. It's a, oh, n- not even dinged up. Not even he's out a week, two weeks here. No, he only sits out when you know what I, I'm tired. Second night of back to backs. I'm sitting right. out. I'm sitting out. I'm sitting out. Is it? I vividly remember what he looked like when he came into the NBA. And there has never been an 18 year old in the history of the world. That has looked like him. Uh, Greg Oden looked 18, like him. N- no, but his body inside was was seventy five. That's the thing. Well, but outwardly that, that he had o- old man. Yeah, look but too, inside, though. no, you could tell. Inside, he was also yeah. Okay, no, that's the thing is that inside LeBron James and outside, he looked like no other eighteen year old I had ever seen. NBA bot professional sports body ready. I mean, sure, you look at him and say, boy, LeBron was skinny. And you go, he was kind of skinny. No, no, that's his freshman year of high school. By the time <laughs> he had an NBA body, and it has withstood everything. So, yes, LeBron James sitting to the point where you have to realize that what he's done longevity-wise is another thing that you have to give him credit for because that's exactly is another one of what his calling card should be. I have to ask a very obvious question, though. Are we studying him? In his aging process. Uh, we should. We should have scientists around the clock, not not only trying to clone him, perhaps. Yeah. But just trying to figure out exactly. I mean, this is TB12+. plus. 
Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. And this is it. It's happening. It's over. With 42 seconds left, Maryland-Baltimore County is not just beating Virginia. They are beating them by 20. Look at all the Virginia fans, though. Maryland-Baltimore County (laughs) is going to win this game by 20 points. Virginia has stopped fouling. The Retrievers are dribbling. There's like a dozen UMBC fans. I am watching the clock dribble out, and I don't care. You are seeing absolute history in front of me right now for the first time ever. A 16 seed with a head coach that looks like Jason Sudeikis is going to beat a one seed. Virginia is officially going home, and Maryland-Baltimore County owns the NCAA tournament. This is absolutely unbelievable. In words that we throw out way too much, hyperbole we say all the time, the biggest upset in the history of college basketball right in front as the clock ticks to zero. And it's even a muted celebration because UMBC because it's a was blowout. by 20. This, is, this makes Arizona look like it was a nail-biter. Maryland-Baltimore wow. County has done it. And now we know what the last two and a half hours of the show is going to be about. UMBC moves on and number one Virginia goes home. The internet is going to break. The world will cut in half. And we'll have more on this coming up in a minute. But first, a man who actually is in charge of keeping track of other things that are trending. It's Tom Looney. Well, first of all, we got to talk about the Retrievers. We're always on upset watch in the history of the NCAA tournament, going all the way back to when they built the Coliseum in Rome, 72 AD. One seeds, 137 and 0 in the history of the tournament. Uh, make it 137 and 1. Puts it on the deck. The no look into the corner. Three for Lamar. Got it. Arkell Lamar with a three. Retrievers with their largest lead at 17. Timeout, Virginia. Eric Montrose with a call from the Westwood One Radio Network, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Upset alert. Upset alert, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, 74. The number one seed, Virginia, 54. It's a final. Other upsetting March Madness scores are both of them out of the East region. A 13 seed upsets a four seed. Marshall shocked Wichita State, 81-75. And Butler bounced Arkansas, 79-62. That's a 10 over a 7, as we say in bracketology. And a couple of NBA notes for you. Kevin Durant broke a rib. He'll be out for a while. Raptors won their 11th in a row. Toronto rep Dallas 122-115. Oh, and uh, a couple of NFL notes. Former Cardinals defensive back Tyron Matthew. The Honey Badger is now a member of the Houston Texans. And former 49ers and Raiders star wide receiver Michael Crabtree is now officially a Baltimore Raven. And now we go to more of the Church of Bracketology with Jason Smith. This guy... When you can't score a lot, you're going to be in trouble. And Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> that works. Yeah. In in life. That's the type of insight you're going to get here. And in basketball. On Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Sure. <laughs> here it is. Absolute NCAA history from the Geico Studios, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. University of Maryland, Baltimore County. I keep saying it because it's it's still shocking. They didn't just beat Virginia. 
the first ever 16-1 upset in the history of the NCAA. Buddy, this Biggest is Negan upset. with Lucille running oh. amok. Yeah, but that's not an upset, though. Negan and Lucille was favored over Rick's gang. No, no, no. Year. Once, yeah. no, once he favored. gets rolling, though. Yeah, you know, but early on, I mean, you, you got to think nah, that it's, Negan, it's more of an Negan even battle, no, and then nah. the, the extra that he brings to the table. No, I mean, no, he, he beat dudes' heads in with a with a bat. I know. I mean, and he, it was really advantage Negan. It was like Negan was the yeah, but Negan that's still hand to hand combat. Nah. They hadn't figured out a way to <laughs> subdue and take him down from. I haven't seen any of this. I just know that they market the hell out of it, so it's got to be effective. Uh, and now I know that Jason Sudeikis can have another big starring role in Hollywood because when they make 16 over one, the UMBC story, he can play the head coach of UMBC because he looks a lot like Ryan Odom. I mean, look at him. Does he look like Jason Sudeikis a little bit? Could do that. Sure. Jason Sudeikis could do it. You, I mean, I, it's shocking. We always say, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen one day. We're going to see a 16 beat. It's going to happen. But nobody really ever believed it. Everybody said, yeah, yeah, 16 beat to one. Blah, 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 blah. But I always thought if you see a 16 beat to one, it's never going to be like this. It's it's never going to be. Well, you figure it's going to be that last second shot. Or 20 it, points? Yeah. 20 points you lost to Maryland, Baltimore County. UMBC, they went 24 and 10 in the American East this year. They were second behind Vermont. Okay? They lost this year. They had a couple of good losses. They lost to SMU and they lost to Arizona. They got blown out by Arizona. But this is a team that lost to Towson, that lost to Army. They did lose to Maryland. They lost to Vermont. They lost to Albany. Well, they got they were bludgeoned. They by lost Albany. to Vermont they scored, again. They scored thirty eight points against Albany. They lost to Stony Brook, which was the very first college I ever visited with Stony Brook. Are you going to claim them too? I mean, oh, I can claim Stony. Oh, sure. Am I visited there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you showed up on oh, campus, yeah. it counts. And I've attended like thirty seven <laughs> schools. I mean, you know, I had a guy that used to do that. He'd go to a one weekend seminar at a place, and he'd say, "Hey, I attended Stanford." Uh, you know what? If you you attended something I, going on, there. I can't fault a good strategy, I mean, right? <laughs> this is crazy. I'm not even watching Syracuse. No, I'm you, you have not paid attention amazing. at all. But just think, I mean, they're just, in a commercial break. I couldn't tell you the score. Just, That's but, how crazy this. We're up. We're up was. by three. We're up by okay, three. Okay, good. But just but just think about that. This wasn't. This was never a game. Maryland. I mean, Maryland Baltimore County never let Virginia get close. Never let them get close. This they never were. Got to the point where, hey, we're shaking a little bit, and we're having a bad final minute, like uh, like uh, North Carolina did, North Carolina Central did yesterday. Uh, never, not once. But you, Virginia came down, they hit a couple of threes, but they were able to get the ball up court and hit big shots. And I'm telling you, the guard play because that's exactly what did it. When you can have guys control the game, not turn the ball over. Okay, you had Lyles, 28 points, four turnovers. Right. But, but a couple of those were late, huge, right? And normally you see those runs begin where team starts pressing, lower seed, no expectation, but they start getting a little erratic. Here it was, all right, they had a turnover on an easy bucket, but then they were immediately pushing the ball right back up the court. They didn't get rattled. They didn't get caught up in what we know for college basketball where suddenly you get on one of those tears and they kept – Virginia at bay and never got right. The guys are still sitting on the bench trying to figure out exactly what went wrong. Oof, man. Now you wonder how long Tony Bennett has. That Virginia. Here, here you go, though. Coming into this game, 24-10 and 10 on the year. 182nd in the nation in field goal percentage. 102nd in points scored. 
and 200th in total rebounds, and a 20-point victor in the first round of the NCAA tournament over a one seed. That's, um, I mean, I... I, And a really good-looking mascot. Yeah, (laughs) what's the mascot's name? He is, um... What's his name? True Grit. True Grit. That what really they don't get sued for that? I mean the makers. Well, of they True might Grit. have had it first. True Grit. You know what we got to do. We have to learn about UMBC. Yeah, now. I think we're going to just who is University of Maryland, Baltimore County. We, we want to find out. How about this? In the late nineties, they called him Fever the Retriever. Really? How about that? Wait, wait. He was a Fever Dog, <laughs> DJ. <laughs> I think we'll have to hear that. My back door. <laughs> yeah, we got to come back with Fever Dog, Alex Dyer. I'll, I'll tell you, it's actually a fake band, but it's a, never mind. But it's a good song. <laughs> uh, we will learn about UMBC, and you will hear all the post game. And it's Tony Bennett night with Virginia losing. It's Ooh. all Tony Bennett songs and Jason Sudeikis drops. The upset in college basketball, unlike we have ever seen before. The biggest upset in the history of the game. We continue to break it down next on Fox. 69% of singles are looking for something serious. Are you dating and still looking for someone special? And listen up. Go to Match.com to get started for free today. Search, view photos, connect free at Match.com. That's Match.com, Match.com, M-A-T-C-H.com. Missed the Friday night game, too. And they hit a lot of shots and you didn't. Don't play in the tournament anymore. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. If you think a train will stop if it sees your car in the tracks, you're right, it will, about a mile after it hits you. So stop, because trains can't. The biggest upset in the history of college basketball, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Yeah. A team. Who? A team that lost to Albany yeah. in January, 83-39. Mm-hmm. to Yeah. They lost to Albany, 83-39. to In the Battle of the Danes versus the Retrievers. <laughs> a lot of dogs. It's, yeah. It's, I realize a lot of dogs. 83-39. to They lost. Uh, now, Albany's saying, how come? You know, what about us? You know, we, we propped them up. Maryland, Baltimore County. Upsets, number one, Virginia, 74-54, the first ever victory for a 16 seed over a one seed in the history of the tournament. Coming up in 10 minutes, you will hear from Tony Bennett. I mean, you just heard from Tony Bennett, but we'll hear from... (laughs) Will he do his interview in song? (laughs) (laughs) Miss the game tonight. With a big stand-up bass. Thought it was a scrimmage. Should have been in the NIT. Won't be around here anymore. 74-54 is the final. Maryland-Baltimore County. And I I mean, that's shocking. They lost to Albany 84-39, and they have just beaten a number one seed. This is how shocking it is. Now, because you're going to need to know, let's learn a little bit about who the University of Maryland, Baltimore County is. Who oh, I'll get to know your retriever. Can, can we can we get some uh, UMBC music? Get some, what that, kind of flavor would that be? Uh, hey, whatever music you think portrays the University of Maryland, Baltimore County retrievers. Okay, give me a in second. the best way possible. Who is UMBC? First of all, this is the, the most publicity Baltimore's gotten since The Wire, and it's about time. Good publicity. Uh, as you said, the mascot... Is True Grit, not the movie, 
but a dog. Picture John Wayne. And here's the thing about True Grit. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wanted a statue, didn't have one for a long time. Everybody wants statues, right? I want a statue. Magic Johnson wants a statue. Everybody wants a statue. Sure, why not? Wayne Gretzky's got a statue. True Grit has a statue. Sweet. On the University of Maryland Baltimore campus. He should. There's a statue. Why shouldn't he? He is in front of the Retriever Activity Center. He's got a statue. Good for him. That's great. University of Maryland, Baltimore County has something every year called the Quad Mania. I like that. It's a student festival. Takes place in April. They actually had headlining this event the last couple of years. Gym class heroes and Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Not bad. That's pretty good. They'll go all and show off their quads. That's good. I told you that when I was a senior at Syracuse, who, the luminary they got was the woman who started Teachers for America, right? That's not a that's bad thing. I wa- that's what I wanted to hear talk after I spent all kinds of money for the school. Hey, we went on the cheap and got somebody who came up for free. Really? The woman who started Teachers for America? I could call her up on the phone and have her talk to me. But this is who was talking to me in the carrier dome? Wow. I guarantee that's the worst. That's the worst. I guarantee you, Maryland, Baltimore County gets better people. Guarantee you. They get everybody from the wire. They got Marlo. I bet they got Avon. They got D'Angelo. They got Stringer. You know, all these characters are dead. But they get all these people. Their spirits live on. They're all in hologram form. Spoiler alert. Everybody. Okay. I hope they're all dead. Exactly. You knew that had to happen. University of Maryland, Baltimore County has won the Pan American Chess Tournament nine times in the last 21 years. So they're pretty good at chess. Maryland, Baltimore, and pretty good at basketball. Maybe they, maybe every time they dunked it, the guy would say, Checkmate! You think that happened? That works. Checkmate! Pawn to queen four, bishop to rook five, and it's a three! That's how Kevin Harlan would have probably called it. That's pretty him. good, yeah. You're obsessing with Kevin Harlan. I love Kevin Harlan. Who doesn't? Uh, and... Famous people who have gone to University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Oh, sweet. It is a and very his name no. is John Cena. No, if John Cena Stop. were in the mix, that'd be impressive. Stop. Now you did not go there. Uh not many famous luminaries in any aspect Hello. of Maryland, but no, Phil Jackson, come on. Is Phil it the playoffs yet? No, Phil, it's college basketball, it's the NCAA tournament, and there was a big upset. No. No, no, there was. It was you know, you've been missing from this show for like three weeks. It's been awesome. Can you go back to sleep? Well, now it's, No. No, oh, now it's God. all about basketball. So he's oh. made his triumphant return. Did you know on the 14th we commemorated yeah. the date that the Knicks had hired? Mm. Bill Jackson was an anniversary. Okay. Well, that's great. And thank you for being a Knicks Thanks, season ticket holder. Thank you, Phil Jackson. Uh, coming up next, we'll get into the three most famous alumni all right. who I'm surprised actually went to college. Considering yeah, what they do for they a living. showed up for a day. You'll hear from no. Tony Bennett and what's we'll, Phil, you shut up. More on the biggest upset in college basketball history next. Fox Sports Radio. Guess who's moving on in the NCAA tournament? The Retrievers. Oh, yes. The Retrievers are moving yes. on. Yes. Stay focused, Smith. This is no, 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 no. U- now you're going squirrel whoa, whoa, on me. Whoa, Don't whoa. you dare. Wow. What? Don't what? you dare go like, sideways wait, you're now. You're talking to me like you're Jesse Ventura and I'm Tito Santana. And I'm telling you right now. Don't you We do were that going monsoon. down the line. We're going. This is the biggest story in sports. And all of a sudden, it is. you look and you it said, you're, you're Doug. You went it squirrel. Is. It is. No. And now you're going crazy on me. Three seconds left. It's 
It's over. Let's go. Let's and get guess, back to the retrievers. Yes, we'll get to the retrievers in a second. Nobody cares That's about your batting average. Moving on to face Michigan State on Sunday. The Syracuse Orange have Stone upset cold. number six TCU, 57 to 50. They are in Q's. 57 52. Mode. Sorry, you got to get that, that two right. At the end. 57 to 52. I'm so excited. Syracuse, a team that nobody thought should get in the tournament at all. And they here saw. they are. They have beaten Arizona State. They have now beaten TCU. And they are in to the second round of the tournament. Despite the fact Syracuse's two best players scored a combined 14 points. Tyus Battle and Frank Howard. Syracuse wins. They survive. I mean it. Think about this, Mike Harmon. Syracuse wins. My daughter's team won their first softball game tonight. And Maryland-Baltimore County pulled the biggest upset in the history of college basketball. This is the best sports day I have had in, like, forever. Wow. I mean, not that I have anything against Virginia, but, oh, my God. I mean, we have great things personally. We have incredible things professionally. Look, and that's all for Syracuse because, listen, hey, as happy as I am, this is night is really about. See, I really Maryland thought you were going to do another ten minutes on your your daughter's no, no, softball no, no, game. No, 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 no. What no. a masterful coach no, you were. She, or something she struck that. out the best player in the league looking though. That was pretty cool. Seriously? Yeah, she did. Uh, see, my daughter would be storming to the studio and beating me <laughs> if I even uttered a word about what she was doing athletically. We talked in the beginning of the show about how people value the NCAA tournament. The NCAA tournament is the star. It's not the teams. It's not the individuals. Because nobody knows any of these. Nobody knows anybody. The average college basketball fan doesn't know anybody who plays on Virginia, doesn't no. know anybody who plays on Maryland-Baltimore County. No, now, in, the, in the end, it was, know anybody, the, this anybody. whole season was about the, the scandals. And then once the people got to fill out a bracket, suddenly, yeah, but oh. regular. But you, you, know, you know maybe five players? A handful of guys. That's all they can players? sell. Sure. That's it. That's all. It's Trey Young, and you do Grayson Allen because he's been notorious for the last right. few years, and Marvin Bagley is big, and then you hear DeAndre Ayton's name enough over the... A lot over the last Over month. the whole big wiretap, yeah. you know who he is. But by and large, nobody knows who these kids are. It's like I said last night. Never that's why every college basketball analyst that you will ever hear, whenever you ask them about a team, the first thing they do is list the players. Why? Because... They know them, and nobody else does. Hey, why was Syracuse able to win tonight? Well, tonight they got a big night from O'Shea Brissett. He scored 13. Marek Dolezal, who's, who's been a guy that's found his offense lately on a night where Frank Howard and Tyus Battle couldn't score, and, and Pascal Chuku had eight points and ten. Re- it's like, well, in no other sport do you have that. In no other sport, because everybody knows the other players. If you ask me, hey, can the Patriots win the Super Bowl, I sound like an idiot if I go, well, with Tom Brady, a quarterback, and, you know, throwing to a talented group of wide receivers, and Brandon Cooks has been very good. I sound like a lunatic. Like, no, you oh, just oh, say, oh, as long as Brady's standing I, upright. You know, it's, it's, it's a, what about the Yankees? Well, the Yankees, you have Aaron Judge is really good. Giancarlo Stanton is very good. <laughs> Didi Gregorius is really good. It's like, you're just going to name the place? But that's why. Analysts have to do because nobody knows. And the thing is, nobody cares. Nobody cares that it was Virginia. That lost tonight. It could have been Virginia. It could have been anybody else. Could have been Villanova. Could have been Xavier. Doesn't matter. It was a 16 beating a 1. It was Maryland-Baltimore County winning. It doesn't matter. It could have been Albany. It could have been Mercer. It could have been 
Long Beach State could have been any 16. It doesn't matter. A 16 beat a 1. And that's what the NCAA tournament has that no other tournament has. As long as you have the upsets, the teams are irrelevant. They're absolutely irrelevant. Yes, you want to see the names like Duke and North Carolina and the Blue Bloods as you get further on in the tournament because Mike Krzyzewski is a star coach. Look, Bayheim's as big a star coach as anybody in college hoops. John Calipari, you want to see these teams, and you like seeing those, but really it doesn't matter. It could be any 16 beating anyone, and the excitement would be just the same. People think that's a bad thing, but that shows you that you have maybe the healthiest sport on the planet where the players are irrelevant and the teams are irrelevant. Even the NFL, where we thought for the longest time, well, you know what, the NFL is is bulletproof. It doesn't matter because the name on the front of the jersey, more important than the name on the back. But no, the NBA decided we're going to shove individual stars down your throat until you realize we are a star-driven society. And now we are a star-driven society. More stars in the NBA than in the NFL. The NFL struggles. They only have five or six true stars in the league, and this is why you're seeing many of much of the popularity eroding a little bit because they don't have those stars. But college basketball doesn't have them, doesn't need them, and will never need them because the game and the tournament is the star. It's like American Idol. You know, American Idol say, oh, you know, the judges are big and people tune in to see Paula and and, and of course, they want to see what, what Simon has to say and Randy Jackson just calling everybody dog. But you know what? They've gone through different iterations of judges, and the show was still incredibly popular for 15 years. And then when Fox decided no, ABC says they brought it back, and the ratings were phenomenal for it. It doesn't matter who the judges are. The show is the star. The NCAA tournament and the NCAA season is the star. This is the last of the true bulletproof sports. Well, that's just it, is that, you know, even the NFL, I, I'll quibble with some of the numbers and, you know, a little bit of funny business in the way people are trying to parse through data and to try to make their points. But when we look at the NCAA, it's not about the individual players and it hasn't been for a long time between one and Duns and even on teams that are led by juniors and seniors. And that used to be Duke. Back in the day, it was still all about Coach K. It's about Izzo. It's about Calipari. It's all about, you know, where they're at trying to chase the ghost of John Wooden. We talked about it earlier in the week, Steve Alford and the the challenges of trying to coach at Westwood. It's the same thing for everybody else on the NCAA coaching carousel is that they're still trying to chase that greatness. And we're always measuring what they do. How many times are they eliminated in the first round? Or in the first weekend. That that's those are the stories that carry through. Individual players, nobody's gonna remember Lyles. Nobody's no. gonna remember no. any of that. I mean, obviously in Baltimore he's now a hero and he'll never have to pay for a meal or a drink again. But beyond that, you know, it, it goes into one shining moment. It becomes something of NCAA lore. That one shining moment. Thank you. But it really over the over time. It's the first weekend of brackets. It's a, about everybody in that collective gasp and sigh uh, of what happened to their bracket and crying about that for the moment before realizing everybody else is probably screwed too. And then they get back to the excitement of seeing something historic. And then you're hoping that there isn't a colossal failure in the next round or two rounds hence because you got the colossal upsets because we enjoy them in the moment. Right, and and I talking about the collective we as the basketball watching society, but then if it it ends up becoming in the next round or two rounds later, 
a 30-point burial and a cakewalk for another team, then you say, well, you, you, you reap what you sow. You had your excitement, and now the tournament's kind of blown up in a particular region because of it. But for the moment, we celebrate the fact that we got to see history here on a Friday night, and the NCAA tournament, you know, we, we celebrate the retriever. I'll tell you what, you know, there's certain times, I mean, I've been doing this now for a long time. You know, this is on and off since 2003 full-time. The first six years at ESPN, then I went for NFL Network for TV, and then I came back to Fox, and this is my fourth year at Fox. Now I do, and I do TV for DirecTV. And there are very few times where I remember vivid vivid memories of being on the air for an event. Um you know, a lot, a lot of times with ESPN, of course, I was on late at night, but I was still on at the end of regular season games and sure. the NBA, you know, and, and I remember some of that. But I'll tell you what, the three things I remember the most right now are all three things that happened at Fox. Alex Gordon's triple in the final inning of the sure. World Series where it could have been a home run and they didn't send him. That moment was so incredibly exciting. You and I are jumping up and down in our studio. Send him, send him, send him. They didn't send him. And Bumgarner gets the final out. Kobe's final game, hitting the threes, hitting the shots at the end. We were insane. Well, the the number, you know, for those that don't know, I mean, we are in Los Angeles. So yeah. a lot of homegrown folks working around here. You're New York. I'm Chicago. But some of our our guys in, in the editing team that help get you the sound production staff. I mean, just the people running up and down the hallways like like they were kids. Oh, I mean, it was, it was just yeah. amazing the fandom and, and just that outpouring because it started terribly. Yeah, over oh, five, five like, and, oh, and we're having man. them cut all the misses this is gonna as stink. well. Going, wow, we're gonna have <laughs> drops of all right. That's his sixth, and and then he went on fire. And I remember seeing the tweets for Kobe was at two million. Yeah, I mean, and you think when you see Twitter now, and you see when. When there's like 300,000 tweets or something, that's a really big deal. Because you see things trending now sometimes with 5,000 tweets on it or 8,000. Sure. Kobe was a two bleeping million. And the third, I will always remember being on the air the first time a 16 beat a one for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. First time 16 beat a one, yes. Mike Harmon was wearing orange shorts. We had pizza. And Brianna, our intern, went to go get it. And Syracuse won. The same, I'll remember all of that stuff. Watching it happen in front of me, it was a slow belief that you were seeing a 16 beat a 1. It was absolutely incredible. It was glorious. Mm. Absolutely glorious. Coming up in the next 25 minutes here on the show, we got Reed Forgrave stopping by, CBS Sports College Basketball Insider, to tell us just how and who UMBC is after they beat number 1 Virginia. You'll also hear from Tony Bennett, who talked a couple moments ago about Virginia's defeat, and we'll tell you the two big reasons exactly why UMBC pulled the upset and now they're moving on and Virginia is going home. That's coming up next. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That's Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. And... TJ, Tony Bennett singing a sad, sad song tonight, TJ. 
Did we bleep Tony Bennett? Was he cursing in the middle <laughs> yeah, of that? Yeah, what that tight shirt? Did you bleep Tony Bennett? He's singing about blank yeah, in it, Paris. It got dark there for a second. What, what happened? Did Tony Bennett curse? He uh, he he almost slipped up. Working wow. blue. They didn't know that Tony Bennett. Wow. He, you think channeled he, his inner Sinatra right you, there. You, you think Tony Bennett is on Twitter right now, and people are wondering why does everybody hate me? I didn't put out a new album. I didn't say anything. Well, that's today. terrible. <laughs> it's like uh, was a Le- Levar Burton. Whenever uh, LeVar Ball was talking, right? <laughs> Leave me alone. Come All I'm trying to do is- I was Jordy LaForge, for Listen. crying out loud. I will go back to reading Rainbow. <laughs> That's all I want to do is teach kids how to read. The big story of the night, moving on in the NCAA tournament despite all odds, the Syracuse Orange beat TCU 57-52. Oh, and Maryland-Baltimore County, 16 seed. <laughs> Beats Virginia <laughs> by 20. 20! Good job burying the lead. 20! 74 to 54. Biggest upset in college basketball history and maybe in my lifetime. Now I'm 47 years old. And when I think big upsets, there's two that come to mind right away. Yeah. There's Villanova Georgetown in 85. But even though that was a true David Goliath matchup, Villanova's in the championship Still game. Still had to get there. All right? they, you, know, they, they, you know, Villanova's in the NCAA championship game. You start thinking so, about NC State, I guess. Yeah, NC State, but it was a championship Same thing, game. championship game. This is, hey, you just so happen to be on the same court as us. Is it as big as Miracle on Ice? No. Miracle on Ice was we were so far below everybody, and Russia was clearly the best team in the world by a long shot. And we not only had to win, beat them, we had to win all our other games, too. Well, that, but that's the thing. Is you have to put, so, always have to put the parenthetical. Yeah. There was another game after. Yeah, and we had to win all the games before. I mean, so, But it's kind of like when people do the worst list, and they always include Bartman or whatever. It's like, you know, they had another game. Well, or Buckner. Also, there was that, another game. And also, that was the NLCS. It's not just, hey, here's a, right. you know, some kind of slap-blank team that made it into the tournament, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, you're right. This is UMBC that lost 83-39 to Albany in January. Second biggest up Miracle on Ice tonight. That's your one-two. Joining us now on the hotline, a man I'm very upset with because Reed Forgrave, CBSSports.com, college basketball analyst, friend of the show, you know, Reed, when we hung up last night off the air, you told me, hey, listen, you didn't hear it from me, but I think Maryland-Baltimore County blows by Virginia tomorrow, maybe by 20. Go bet it. But you didn't hear it from me. Did you bet it? Did you bet it? Come on. You fly to Vegas? 25 to 1 on the money line, Reed. Boy, that's what I'm talking about. That's why you got to listen to me, man. And that's also why I love to fill out my brackets with a pencil. Because I can pretend. <laughs> you know, we all make mistakes. That's why pencils have erased. You know what? Reed. I got a feeling. I got a feeling that if you, t- you know, ESPN does that bracket challenge all the time. You hear here's how many perfect brackets are left. If everybody got every game right, there would be zero perfect brackets left because there's nobody who picked Maryland Baltimore County over. There's got to be nobody. That did even people that go to Maryland, Baltimore County. Unless I didn't pick them over. Unless Virginia. I did a bracket with the spread, I'll take the plus twenty two and a half. Reed. Uh, wait, Reed's not allowed to talk about that. Come on, there's no such thing as a point sure spread. Is. No, no, he can't. Reed can't do that. He doesn't work for if the NCAA. I, if I literally the only way that someone would have picked this is if like I had given a bracket to my to my five year old son and been like, all right, retrievers 
uh, against Cavaliers, although he doesn't want pirates, so he probably would have picked the Cavaliers. No. Well, you would have had to explain what a Cavalier was, and then away you go, I guess, huh? Maybe, I mean, you know, if I gave one to my 18-month-old son, and I just said, like, drool on whichever one you think is oh. going to win, that... Okay. Because he doesn't quite understand English fully. Okay. That might have been, might have been the way that we could have done it. Like, by the way, I love that you guys are making comparisons. I've kind of been racking my brain for the past hour. on like, what is the best comparison for this sort of upset? Only one I can come up with is 1954 Milan High School, the Indiana High School that won the state championship and was the uh, basis of the movie Hoosiers. That's literally the only comparison that I feel lives up to it. But it, at the same time, you're right, like, they had to go all the way to the championship game. It wasn't just a one-off David versus Goliath scenario. At what point during the game tonight did you say to yourself, you know, this could really happen? Uh, maybe 10 minutes left or so because they come out at halftime and it's like, all right, you know, tied at 21. Virginia's Virginia. They're going to make a few shots. They'll win by eight. It'll be like, ooh, this was close. But this is the most consistent team in the country. They're the most cohesive team in the country. They – let up. They gave up an average of 53 points per game this season. An average. UMBC scored 53 points in the second half. The fact that this happened, it was it was one of the biggest implosions I've ever seen. I'm not sure if I've ever seen a team, I mean, maybe in any sport, that played so tight. It was like their buttocks were firmly clenched together because they were so worried. And UMBC was playing so loose. It was... Just a, just a wild, especially that second half. What a wild half of basketball. You know, and, and that's the thing, Reed, and one of my, my big reasons when I saw why this could happen is, look, Virginia's got an identity. They've had one under Tony Bennett, for, you know, even going back, you know, you go back seven, eight years. They're great defensively. They cannot score. That's been, they have always struggled. This year, what were they, 308th in Division One in scoring? There's 350 teams. So when I saw that, a 15-point deficit, I said, this is not – like Kentucky or Duke or a team that can run up and down the floor for five minutes and press and suddenly, boy, we looked up and things were great and now we're only up three. I mean, when you can't score, suddenly you're not just going to start scoring because you're a one seed into the NCAA tournament. Uh, to be fair, like, they don't score a lot, but that's more pace-based because they are the slowest team in the country. Uh, they score fairly efficient, efficiently. They just they win a lot of close games because of that. Right, but they um, had to score but, in buckets, and that's, not, right, and that's exactly, why they don't do that. Exactly, because what, 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 what I thought was the most fascinating part of this game was in that second half, when they fall behind 10, 15 points, they didn't switch out of their Virginia system. This is a school or a program that is so married to this pack line defense, slow it down system. When they got down that much, they couldn't adjust. They have the talent to do it. They got shooters on that team. They got guys, they got, well, they might not have NBA players now that DeAndre Hunter uh, has been injured, but... They have dudes on this team. They're talented, but they, they don't have the type of system of basketball that can be like, all right, let's. They don't have like a two minute offense, you know? They don't have. They don't have like an Aaron Rodgers type guy who can just lead you down the field. 34 straight games. They had not given up 70 points tonight. 74 54, your final. Uh, for Tony Bennett, we we know the the resume in terms of regular season, but. Come tournament time, that doesn't translate to victories since we went after Sean Miller yesterday. And, look, these are two great coaches. But two, at I would say what future, point, right? What, what point do you I, say, well, <laughs> what do we do? I, you know, we say this about so many coaches. This was the line about Bill Self 
for a long time, that he can't make a Final Four, that he can't win a national championship. I assume that if you knock on the door long enough, you're going to win. If you have good teams, if you're good during the regular season, you're going to end up breaking through if you keep getting there. But it is weird, right? Because I think both of these guys are future, I mean, assuming Sean Miller can keep his job, uh, future Hall of Fame coaches. Uh, I think Tony Bennett might be a future NBA coach. I don't think one game in March is going to change that, but I do think that Tony Bennett, unfair as it is, he's going to carry this to his grave. Well, it's it's history. I mean, this is like we saw the biggest upset in the history of college basketball. Whatever Tony Bennett accomplished in his career, it's going to be he's the guy that lost one sixteen. All the kids on he's, the team, he's won seventy one percent of his game. That's what it is. He lost he, at Virginia. The first page of his Wikipedia is going to be Tony Bennett, who had a phenomenal career and won this many games, will always forever be known as the first coach to lose a one sixteen game. I mean, that's really it what is. it's going to be. I, it's one hundred percent true. And I thought the coolest part about Tony Bennett as a human being was that moments after this happens, he's walking off the floor and he, he not only grants the interview to Tracy Wolfson, Wolfson, but he gives zero excuses. He speaks of this as, you know, this is life. You have ups and you have downs. And you know what, when you, I think what he said was like, when you go into the arena, you never know what's going to happen. And it's always a possibility that you can lose. And I think if there's any coach, his, his players are going to take this to their graves, too. I hate to say that. They're 18- to 22-year-olds, but it's true. But I think if there's any coach in the country who can turn this into I mean, moments after this happens, go into the locker room and be like, here's the life lesson that you guys need to learn from this. The guy is Tony Bennett. You know, Reed, it's funny you say that, you know, taking it to your grave, because you can see things like, okay, uh, in the NFL going 0-16. You know, now, because we've seen it happen a couple of times, it's, okay, well, I don't really care about the 0-16 teams. You know, mm-hmm. you don't remember. You remember, oh, yeah, Calvin Johnson went 0-16. That was crazy. And now everybody in the Browns went 0-16. Right. But you're not going to say, oh, Deshaun Kaiser's career, yeah, he was a guy who was 0-16, starting quarterback for the Browns. But, yeah, no matter what happens in basketball, just because we're not going to get a, a, a slew of 16 seeds suddenly winning, I mean, I, I don't know how you get past, I don't know how you get past that. And how you don't become – because when these kids are going to 35, 40 years old, hey, let's give these guys a call. The NCAA tournament's coming up. Let's see what they can remember from that game as we look back on, you know, fond with fond memories, UMBC's upset. Now, conversely, you have the UMBC kids that are going to live forever and be immortal. And they're always going to be known as this is the guy who was the point guard on this team. So it's yin and yang of both things. But, boy, as good as I feel for you, I don't know how you get past that because you will always be – tagged with that as you go on in your life and your career because this is where your professional life and personal life really kind of intermingles when it comes to this thing yeah i mean tony bennett is such a grounded guy again i think if anyone he's a very christian guy very spiritual guy and i think that is i mean this is going to be a tough time he's going to enter into a dark time because of this one game but i think he has the type of constitution not just to handle it himself but to handle it with his family and with his family of players look you know what the best thing that could happen here is other than Someone sending me a headband in the mail that is uh, from that <laughs> that UMBC yeah. 540-pound point guard. That's an amazing headband. That guy was rocking it. Legend. But I'd love to see Virginia win it all next year. And it's not crazy to think that could happen. They they only have, I think, two, three seniors on this roster. One of them's Isaiah Wilkins, who's really important. But they're overall a fairly young team. DeAndre Hunter will be back. I think that would be... I mean, that would be the perfect college basketball story where, where the tournament absolutely goes bananas and then you get the story of redemption. That's what I'm rooting for because 
Tony Bennett's such a good guy. He really is. And the way he's handled this just in the not even hours, minutes since this has happened, I think speaks volumes to his character. Well, I think, look, you can look at Virginia for next year, but I think it's obvious, Reed, that Duke, North Carolina, and Syracuse are holding up the ACC right now. <laughs> Syracuse is holding up everything. By the way, you should, be, you should have been so thrilled when I was so angry that, I, that Syracuse got into the tournament. Because it was the exact same thing that happened. Was it two years ago or three years ago? I can't even remember. No, it was, I it was harping on yeah. it all tournament. Seems like oh, every yeah. year I'm, this I'm, happens now. <laughs> I'm out there. I'm tweeting it. I'm tweeting at Syracuse fans right now. I'm being like, still don't belong in the tournament. Nice win, though. I'm going to tweet that all the way to the final four this year. It's inevitable. I'm thrilled. Yeah, and now we got to play Michigan State in Detroit because that's fair. You know, that, that, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Hey, at least you don't have to play UMBC in Charlotte. No, no, at least we're not Virginia. I mean, that's, you know, that's that, that's one thing. You'll be able to say that forever. I mean, at least you're not Virginia. Literally, nobody, I, I don't care if, like, a coach gets arrested and put in jail tomorrow. Nobody can have a worse NCAA. You know, I don't even, I, I feel bad even joking about it. Sean you know? Miller's feeling pretty good oh, right now. Sean he? Miller's he the happiest is. guy in He's the world. Thrilled. He's granting yeah, interviews. He was the biggest UMBC fan in the world, right? <laughs> hey, you want to talk Man. to me? I'll do interviews. I'll talk about anything. FBI, wiretaps. Yeah, come on, call me. I'm ready. I'll be on. <laughs> I think I think it's the opposite. He's thrilled that nobody's calling him, that his name is gone, you know, just in the dustbin of history for at least the next few weeks. <laughs> All right, so before we let you go, Reed, yes or no? UMBC, Kansas State, Sunday, 745. Can they win and move Hell, on to the Sweet 16? Hell yes. Hell yes, dude. Like, if, you're, if you got magic, the magic's going to keep going. Uh, look, they were, again, they, the fact that they were playing so loose. They had, what, three or four days to think about this since Selection Sunday. And now they got 48 hours to think about this until the round of 32 game. If you played that loose in in the round of 64 game, you're going to play that loose in the round of 32 game. Jairus Lyles, I don't think it's crazy to say that dude might be an NBA player. He looks like an NBA player out there. He used to play at VCU's graduate transfer from VCU. Generally, the teams that do best in the NCAA tournament, you don't think of it at the time. But those teams end up having NBA players. Like those Butler teams that came out of nowhere, they had multiple NBA players on that team. Nobody knew it at the time, but it turns out that they did. So I'd go with it, man. Like, they're playing with house money. Uh, why not? You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Forgrave. That is at Reed Forgrave. CBSSports.com, College Basketball Insider. Check out his latest GQ magazine. He's a weapon. Revealing interview that's making a lot of headlines the last few days with Ken- – Kentucky head coach John Calipari. Reed, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you next week as Syracuse gets to the Sweet 16. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. <laughs> See you, Reed. Uh, thanks, buddy. There goes Reed. Wait till I tell you what the South region could look like after Sunday. That's coming up in a minute, but first, let's talk to Tom Looney and find okay. out what's trending. In the history of the NCAA tournament, one seeds were 137 0. In the history of the tournament, emphasis on were. The madness has hit its peak as a 16 defeats a 1 for the first time in NCAA history. UMBC is that 16. 74-54. The Retrievers retrieve the first ever win for a 16 against a 1. Eric Montrose with the call on the Westwood One Radio Network and just a minutes ago in the Midwest bracket. Oh, we had another upset. Syracuse from the first floor to the round of 32. 
They knock off the sixth seed of the Midwest, TCU, 57-52. And Syracuse moves on to take on Michigan State on Sunday. Word pictures from Chris Carino, Westwood One Radio Network. Uh, two other biggest upsets were out of the East region. A 13-seed upset, a four-seed was Marshall. Shocked Wichita State, 81-75. And Butler bounced Arkansas, 79-62. That's a 10 over a 7, as we say in bracketology. And a- a uh, couple of NBA notes. Golden State Warriors star Kevin Durant broke a rib. He'll be out for a while. Raptors won their 11th in a row. A couple NFL notes. Former Cardinals defensive back Tyron Matthew. The Honey Badger is now a member of the Houston Texans. And former 49ers star and Raiders star wide receiver Michael Crabtree is now a Baltimore Raven. And now more of the Church of Bracketology. I'm so excited. With Jason Smith and Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Appreciate it. We got the voice of the UMBC Retrievers stopping by at the top of the hour. Nice. How about that, Mr. Fung? Not going to have any voice left. No, not at all. Not a screaming. If he's sober, I'll be very disappointed. Think about this. Maybe it's the last stop before. uh... (laughs) No, guys, I got one more interview. It's all right. One more. Wait, wait. Not one more round. No, it's like 20 minutes. It is Friday night. UMBC. Biggest upset in college basketball history. They I'm beat drunk, Virginia. So Beautiful. I'm drunk. 74-54. They beat them going away. They beat the crap out of them. Yes, they did. This is what the last four teams in the South region could look like. Okay? Here's what the last four teams could look like in the South right, region. let's go. UMBC, Buffalo. Yeah. Loyola, Chicago, and Nevada. That could be your last four teams in the South region. Think about that. I love college basketball, man. I, did, I dig I it, man. I like chaos b- being between the white lines. I mean, that's exactly what we have here. That's that's amazing. I mean, that you you're talking ninety eight year old nun. If you are, you if, got the uh, <laughs> you got a nun. The retreat. You got the you statue got a of a dog. You got the pizza guy in Buffalo. Yeah, and you have Nevada. Wow, that's. You have a what lot. What do we got for Nevada, though? You have we got to have something. You have a lot of writers who are covering the South Region right now. They're going, ah, this sick. sucks. <laughs> I don't know any of these guys. I don't even know who the SID is, so I can give a phone yeah, it's call. It's hard, right? Can I get an interview? Yep. I don't even know who these guys are. Uh, the most famous alumni at UMBC. Who are the two most famous people who have attended University of Maryland, Baltimore County? Now, Let, unlike, Lenny Briscoe. No. Unlike last night, not Stringer Bell, he never finished his degree. Uh, Munch. Detective Munch. Munch. (laughs) Munch, no. Uh, I got to be honest, not many famous people have come out of Maryland, Baltimore County. Because I go through the whole thing in Wikipedia and I look, I go, okay, in the arts, no. In sports, nah. nah." You go, wow, there's politics, nah. It's like so and so won the 14th congressional seat in district number 75 in 1998. And it's like, okay. The two most famous people to go to University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Hey, I'm Andy Griggs. No. <laughs> no, that is not. Erroneous. The two most famous Where people. Where did he go, though? <laughs> the two most famous people are. This is Bill Maher. Not Bill Maher. He did not go there. Owner of the Mets, Bill Maher. The two most famous people. Who went to UMBC? Hi, this is Melanie Griffith. 
<laughs> what are you just finding infomercials? That'll never get. Old. Are you just watching like you know True TV late at night and, and just recording stuff? Do you always ask the magician how he does his tricks? Uh, Andy Griggs uh, briefly attended Northeast Louisiana University. All right. Yes, he did. Just throwing that out. Hey, I, I saw you palm that ace of spades. I saw it. <laughs> the two most famous people to go to the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Hi, I'm Morgan Freeman. And when I when I saw Maryland, Baltimore County. On the sun-swept plains of Maryland, just outside of Baltimore, I thought of one thing. I thought of how Stringer Bell could have just left town. He knew he was being pursued. He knew he could get got by Avon or Brother Mozone. But no, he stuck around because he wanted to give back to the community. Community that his character had been dealing drugs to for a long time. (laughs) The ambiance of chivalry was Stringer Bell. I thought of McNulty, very upset, full of arrogance, that he never actually found out he was chasing him. It was a stain on his own remorse. As I thought about Ziggy and Frank Sabatka, people who never made it off the docks in the season three of The Wire, which was maybe the worst season of all, but I still enjoyed it. Then we got to the fourth season. And we saw the next generation of characters who had become the characters we had grown up watching. And that just made me sad. We became characters also. <laughs> then I went on to see Mike McNulty as the guitarist and rock star who wrote all the songs. And then we had Jarris Lyles <laughs> shooting as an eight-year-old on the playground. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> the two most famous alumni of University of Maryland, Baltimore County are, number one, yep. actor Jonathan Shake. Oh, nice. From that thing you do. Yeah, John... married to Christina Applegate. Oh, my God. I really, I'd like to be him for a while. I mean, these uh, are, you can, can we get Ro- to hear that thing you do now? Is he in Roadhouse, too? Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> he was. He was in Roadhouse, yeah. too. Last Call. Yeah. Roadhouse. Last Call. Yeah. Was, he, was, was he Patrick Swayze's yeah. character? Well, was he, he really? Lead? Yeah, buddy. He was the leader. Yeah. <laughs> but dude was married to Christina Applegate. Winning. Oh, my God. He has won at life. Yeah, you. Oh. Doing that thing. The you. other. No, remember they did it slow, and then Tom Everett Scott did it. Tom Everett Scott and I graduated Syracuse How about that? together, 1992. How about that? Boiler the, room. The other most famous. He was on Law and Order for a long person. Time, yes, he was. And it was on The Good Wife, right? No. Yes. Yeah, no. I think so. The other most famous person to go to UMBC, actress Kathleen Turner. How about that? Who's got a BFA from UMBC. 1976. Bachelor of Fine Arts. Walked sure. right out of UMBC and into Body Heat. Sweet. And then into Romancing the Stone. I'm Romancing the Stone. And then she was V.I. Warshawski. <laughs> and then she was Chandler's dad. <laughs> and that's the life. And there you have Of it. Kathleen Turner. Inside the Fox Sports Radio studio. I'm James Lipton. Well, didn't uh, Stallone go there? No, apparently that's incorrect. Stallone, Not even for that Stallone class? No, 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 no. Jonathan Shake took one acting class oh, good. at well, UMBC. He counts. It said. He took See, one he actually class. took a class. He took, you yeah, were one trying class. to make claims on schools yesterday. What are you talking about? Because you paid 30 bucks for a test. Oh, yeah, no, Buffalo, that was so yesterday. Look, Syracuse won, man. No, no. <laughs> Buffalo, that was yesterday. <laughs> Coming up next, you'll hear from Tony Bennett. I mean, the real Tony Bennett. I don't mean the singer Tony Bennett. I mean the coach Tony Bennett. What did he have to say following Virginia's incredible upset laws? Find out. Our continuing coverage continues on Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios as we break down the biggest upset in college basketball history. 
It is UMBC, 16 seed, beating one seed Virginia, 74-54. Right now, somewhere, someone's waking up or is on a bender, and they're going, wait, did he just really say a 16? Be-? Yes, it actually happened. St. Patrick's Day started early before- <laughs> for many a person. And in Baltimore, I was just reminded by a friend of mine who's out in Baltimore yeah. that I was once really drunk and passed out on a couch a mile from the campus. Wow, okay. Did you know whose couch it was? Oh, yeah, no, I remember oh, okay. the house oh, oh, and oh, right. drinking in their garage yeah. and playing pool till okay. 4.30 in the morning and <laughs> but be- singing Jackal songs. Before we – oh, did Jackal? Yeah. Did you do the, the uh, uh, oh, Lumberjack, the Lumberjack song? song? Run, of run, 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 run. Yeah, Legends. Before we get to Tony Bennett, there's a lot of talk out here about biggest upsets, and I, I say biggest upset in college basketball history because that's what it is. Number one, it's a 16 that beat a one. You can talk about other great upsets, North Carolina State, Houston, Villanova, Georgetown. Yeah, I get that. But it can't be that big of an upset because these teams got to the NCAA championship game, so you know they got to be pretty good. You know, it's Right, whatever is, the seed was, they, they still, got, they were still good beat teams. all the yeah. best teams in the country to get to the NCAA championship game. Yes, you would have been a big underdog in that matchup, but you still achieved a lot. Maryland Baltimore County lost to Albany by 45 in January, right. and they beat the number one team by at, 20. By 20 points. 20 points. Team they that beat gave up by. 53 points per game. The, outside of the miracle on ice, this is the biggest pure upset of my lifetime. It's bigger than anything else in college basketball because other teams actually achieved to get to the point where they could pull a big upset. So that all that stuff doesn't wash. But yeah, big upset, big upsets to the championship game, but one of two teams is going to win. So, you know, obviously, okay, but you have a whole big road to get there. Is this like when the Tropics mm. won because Coffee Black decided oh. he was changing teams in, oh, the, in yeah, the middle of yeah. the game? Tell you what, Andre Benjamin was pretty fresh in that movie, <laughs> man. He was yeah, good. good. But here's a little bit of Tony Bennett. We talked to Reed Forgrave a little bit ago that says, look, Tony Bennett's going to take this game to his grave with him because of what yeah. happened. It's, it's going to define him for the rest of his life. And here's what Tony Bennett had to say following the game. Here's a little bit from his press conference just a few moments ago. Well, first, um, hats off to, to Coach Odom and his staff and UMBC. They, they played a terrific game. They thoroughly outplayed us. And... Um, they did a heck of a job, very hard to guard offensively, and they defended us well. I was concerned with a four guard or a four perimeter offense heading into this, um, and we didn't do the job. And I told these guys in the locker room, you know, a week ago, we were cutting down the nets at the ACC tournament and how good that felt. Um, and they had a historic season. They really did. Uh, I said that to Tracy um, the CBS after the game in terms of ACC wins and um, an ACC conference tournament championship. And then we had a historic loss, being the first one seed to lose. So um, that's life. We talk about it all the time. Uh, with the adulation, the praise, it comes. And we've got a lot of that this year. And then on the other side, there'll be blame and, and people pointing that out. But that can't, uh, in the end, you know, define these guys and our team or us because it was a remarkable season. But, but we got thoroughly outplayed, and that's the reality of it. And um, I hate for this team, the way they played, to, to lose like this. But for Devin and Isaiah to go out like that, and Nigel being a, a fifth year for us. So um, with that, um, if you play this game and you step into the arena, this stuff can happen. 
And those who haven't been in the arena or in the competition, maybe they don't understand that, but there's chances for wonderful things to happen. But when you're in the arena, stuff like this can happen. And all those who compete take that on. And, and so we'll accept it. And again, I want to congratulate the job that Ryan and his staff did. It, they, they played well, and, and we did not. Great stuff there. That was great. He Classy went all Thunderdome at the end and everything. Two men enter, one man leaves. Coming up next, the voice of UMBC basketball stops by as long as he is sober enough to actually have a conversation. It's next on Fox. Five-second guitar solo. Here we go. This is madness. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Rocking deep into a Friday night, Saturday morning, into your St. Patrick's Day. Raise one up for the Retrievers. I love it. This is absolutely amazing. The night we have seen so far. Yes, Syracuse moves on in the NCAA tournament. Surprising. <laughs> but Syracuse, the team nobody wanted in again, we're making a Final Four run. We're making a Final it Four would be run. Pretty Here we go. This would be remarkable, though, for the fact that you're going to have six players. They're not even going to dress the rest of them but to make a statement. The rest of you guys? <laughs> no, nope, we're going to play them five. Them. You don't they play. play five guys. And they had to go to the bench tonight because Dolezal fouled out. All right, we got to, someone's got to come He fouled in. out. At one point, there was a, yeah. looked like there was an ankle turn. I was yeah. like, uh-oh. No, 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 fine. We, all all fine. guys raising their hand going, I want in. You're come fine. on. You're fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm rested. Why, I don't know why Bayheim even takes the whole team. We play five guys, and two guys play like two minutes. No, you can really cut down it. the travel costs. Yeah, I mean, you say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm leaving half the team at home. We don't need to carry the per these diem guys. goes down. Sure, yes. sure. Look at that. I like that. And Syracuse wouldn't keep calling me for going, hey, how'd you like to donate to your alma mater? You know, I gave you a hundred flipping thousand dollars. Okay, that's They enough. used that already. I'm they done. need that again. They I'm paid done. off. <laughs> Which guy did they pay with that? I'm done. I Were have, you able to put it in for a specific recruit? I have loyalty to two things at Syracuse. Jim Beheim, because he came on the show a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. And the football team. There you go. I, I, I owe them nothing. <laughs> Just the football That's team. That's it, football team. That's I like owe, TB player. I owe them nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> this is all it Doesn't even all get a is. name. Not no. even Donovan McNabb. No, football. Well, because well, Syracuse football is a big Quentin deal. Spotwood. Yeah. Oh, I got a Quentin Spotwood autographed helmet. I know you Somebody do, gave me that. Who gave me that, buddy? It might have been Donovan McNabb. <laughs> but UMBC pulls the most shocking upset in the history of the NCAA tournament, they beat Virginia 74-54. to And just think about this for a second. This was not, hey, they pulled an upset, right? We've never seen a 16-team, a seed beat a one seed before. It never happened. This wasn't, hey, on a big three-pointer at the end, or you talked about this with, with Arizona last night. This wasn't, they were up, they ran a couple of backdoor plays, they hit their free throws late, they hit a bit. No, right. this was a dominant 20-point victory. 20 points. As embarrassed as it was, we talked about Sean Miller's job being absolutely in jeopardy last night, 70% chance he's fired on Monday. You look at Tony Bennett and you go, we just didn't lose. We got worked. And UMBC is a commuter school. You know, they have 13,000 people in the school, but this is a team that, like we said, we keep going back to. They lost to Albany 84-39 in the middle of January, and they win this game. It's it's unbelievable. This is the biggest, second biggest upset of my life behind Miracle on Ice. It should never have happened. 
we're all racking our brains. And everybody, at How About a Fresca at Swollen Dome on Twitter. You want to not put up a nominee as well for for an upset that stands out. But certainly uh, on this stage, with so many people paying attention, the millions of junior bracketologists that are involved in this kind of equation, add the St. Patrick's Day weekend and the level of inebriation as people are bleary-eyed, wondering if what they're seeing is real or a mirage. Joining us now on the hotline, a man who has to edit his Wikipedia page, and instead of play-by-play voice of the UMBC Retrievers being on line 10, that's got to be moved up to line one. It is Gary Stein joining us now, the voice of the UMBC Retrievers. Gary, if you are still sober right now, I'm really disappointed in you. (laughs) Well, I certainly hate to disappoint you guys, but I am. (laughs) But you know what? It's funny that you talk about those things because I called that UMBC-Albany game when they lost by 45 points or whatever the hell it was, and there's no way possible that this team is that same team. Let me just tell you that. Unbelievable. What is it? So what is it that we saw great guard play tonight, and, and Lyles was fantastic. Oh, by the way, his dad played for the Jets for four years. Sure, Jets. i got to have a tie to the Jets. Get yeah. the Jets. Well, I'm a big Jets fan, so anytime I get the Jets in. But what, what was it with this team tonight? You know, I've never seen him play better than – tonight really and it's it goes all credit to ryan odom because ryan odom came in and i don't even know if you, if you guys know the story of umbc over the last seven years and we can talk about that in a minute but ryan odom came in two years ago son of dave, uh, dave, dave odom and he completely changed the culture of this program they almost overnight instantly went from a losing program and i'm talking about historic losing program like seven straight 20 lost seasons like worst out of 365 Division One teams, and I'm not joking, okay, to a point now where they've won back-to-back 20-win seasons for the first time in school history, and he's completely changed the tenor of the program, and he's really changed the tenor of the university and how it looks at sports. Because you said it before, it's a commuter school. They barely have anybody go to the games. Nobody cares, but now they care, and it's all because of Brian Odom and what he's brought to that program. You know, I got to say one thing here, because this is one thing where everybody's learning about UMBC. I saw that U.S. News and World Report has had UMBC <laughs> as the number one up-and-coming school of the past six years. At some point, aren't you overrated if you don't make it past up-and-coming for six straight years? I mean, really, if you're number one for six years, eventually you're overrated. I don't know how they come up with those ratings. I've seen those ratings, okay? I, I say the same thing, like, what, again? We're still up and coming? I'll tell you what, though. After this win and what goes on on, on campus and everybody getting uh, into that 5,000-seat arena, uh, they're going year seven, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. this gets them over again. <laughs> hey, and you know what? Let me tell you something about that 5,000-seat arena. That's five, that, and I've called games there, too, obviously. That 5,000-seat arena, when, and it was filled for the first couple of nights. Sounds like a twenty-five thousand seat arena. I mean, the fan, and I don't. Maybe in the reverberations or the acoustics or whatever. I don't know how they built it, but that place is loud, and it got loud this year. You have to call Jonathan Shake and Kathleen Turner, who both went to UMBC, and get them to donate more <laughs> money so you can have a bigger stadium. <laughs> let, let me tell you something. I do the play-by-play with John Feinstein, okay? I can barely get a word in it. <laughs> I, think, I think he's already called them. <laughs> hey, how often, all right, in a broadcast, how often does John Feinstein bring up a book he's written? How, how oh often? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? There's, there's, like, not even a game being broadcast. It's all about it. What are you talking about? 
The game? What game? <laughs> Gary Stein on the hotline with his UM- <laughs> UMBC. Now Jason's turning purple. He's laughing so hard. Gary Stein on the No, because I can see Gary Stein say, boy, they're bringing in an army here. And, you know, I, hang on, Gary. You know, I wrote the Army-Navy book, A Year in the Rivalry, back <laughs> in 1995. Mike told me a story. When he played for Bobby Knight, how many times have I heard this thing already? It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's, that's like, a drinking God, game know. that goes sideways. We all know. Everybody who listens knows. <laughs> so take me into Coach Odom a little bit as to, you know, in two years that he's able to get back-to-back 20-win seasons, but to, to get this level of buy-in and get them to peak at this point in the, in the season. It, it's, it's, you know, you talked about the miracle on ice. This is the college basketball miracle. He is just such an even-keeled uh, guy. He, he, I'll never forget this. He, I think, you know what, it may have been in the second game against Albany, because remember, they lost that first one, 84-39, mm-hmm. and then they, then they came back and beat them, 68-60. In that, I think it was in that Albany game, at a key juncture in the game, they were down by nine in the second half. Our sideline reporter, Paul, Paul Mittermeier, standing by, you know, by the UMBC bench, tells us it was like four or five minutes left in the game, they're still trailing by four, and it's a big game, there's a big crowd there. And, and he said, guys, I just want to tell you, the, the message that Ryan Odom imparted to his team was, hey, where else would you rather be? Let's have fun and play loose. And that's exactly the attitude, that's exactly the tenor of what he's brought to them. You know, look, they know they're not as good as Virginia. They know if they play Virginia, they're probably going to lose 98 out of 100 times, if not more. Okay? But that doesn't mean they couldn't beat them tonight. And that's the kind of attitude that Ryan Odom brought. He's just he's a stellar guy. And it comes from his dad and his mom. His mom is even better than his dad. And they're just a great family. And it's, just, he's, it's really a sports miracle what, what he's done. Yeah. Next time you see Coach Odom, you tell him this, and I, I just want like a third percent of the profits. When they make the 16 over one, the UMBC story, Jason Sudeikis will play him in the movie. It, you know what? That's a great call, by the way. That, you like that? Yeah, doppelganger all the way. Absolutely. And let me tell you, if they could make a movie out of Hoosiers, they could make a movie out of UMBC. Yeah, but they would have to fake the end because it was such a blowout. Like, all, like <laughs> there's no drama at the end. You know? I mean, yeah, well, they would have to take creative license with it, right? Yeah. Wait, I remember this game. This didn't come down to the final there was, second. Uh, there was fighting in, in, on the bench. There was, there was <laughs> no little boy in the hospital that needed a shot made for him. I don't remember this at all. I think they Jason, won by 20. You know what? It's funny you mentioned the bench, okay? Because, look, some of, most of those guys on the bench, they don't ever play. Okay, guys like Josh Rosario, Brandon Horvath, they never they, – Never get into the game, okay? But I don't know if you notice this or not, okay? But the bench actually plays a major role in UMBC success. I have never seen a team that is as close as this team from Jarris Lyles, the number one guy, all the way down to the 15th guy on the bench. They, they absolutely love each other. They play for each other. Their practices are spirited and hard. It doesn't matter what role you play on the team. If you never get into the game, you still you still have a role, and that is to support your teammates on the bench. At what point doing the game tonight did it really creep into your head that you know what this could actually happen? Seven points with about sixteen minutes left, and Virginia couldn't make a shot. When their guy went over thirteen from downtown before he finally hit one, I think by the time you got to eight or nine, you're like, you know what, this is real. This can actually happen here tonight. Because at the same time that they weren't making anything, Lyles was making everything. I mean, he would just, I mean, look, I've seen him. 
So I know I know these prayers that he throws up. They're actually not prayers, okay? <laughs> but they but they look like prayers. But they're actually Jerris Lyle shots. By the way, every three pointer. I don't know if you guys noticed. Every three pointer basically hits the ceiling and then comes down. We call them rainmakers, okay? <laughs> he his jump shots are higher than Robert Paris's free throws used to be, <laughs> but they go in. All right, so as this game's coming down to the wire, are you sitting there with a piece of scratch paper trying to come up with the one-liner as to how to best encapsulate what you've just seen? I, you know what? It's, it, it was all delirium. <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember, to, to, to be honest with you. But, uh, but we're definitely going to be ready for Sunday. Because <laughs> I'm expecting you to go, first we had Cal Ripken, then we had the wire, and now Maryland Baltimore County. Wins. Wait, 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 wait! You've got wait. You've got to put Michael Phelps in there somewhere. Oh yeah, sorry, Michael Phelps. Yes, yes. We'll put my. It was, yeah, he okay. beat that shark. Yeah, and right. then he went. To yeah. Michael Phelps beat a shark. UMBC beats another shark. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this is. It's unbelievable. Look, and I'm seeing pictures. See, people <laughs> no, have picked up on Kathleen yeah. Turner. Now they're listening to us, and now I'm seeing pictures of Kat. I mean, good pictures of Kathleen Turner on TV in front of me. This is, oh this is amazing. God, that's ridiculous. Oh, Gary Stein, play-by-play voice of the UMBC Retrievers, as well as many other big things he does. I mean, he's got stuff with Maryland Terrapins. He's got the Baltimore Blast. got a lot of stuff. He's got his own radio shows. But play-by-play, man. Of the UNBC you know Retrievers. I love Wikipedia, my friend. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on. And, and when you guys win Sunday, we'll get you on to preview the game against Buffalo. Call, I can't wait. 16 against a 13. Here we go. There we go. Let's get it. Have a great night, Gary. Appreciate it, my friend. There he goes. What a great day. That was fantastic. Gary Stein. Oh, my God. But you see, he had that Baltimore, Philadelphia kind of. It's how people <laughs> Baltimore. talk. Baltimore. It's how it goes a little bit. You know, West Baltimore. Now, Baltimore is at West Baltimore. You know, we have that. But that now people are picking up. I mean it. We mentioned Kathleen Turner, Jonathan Shake about a half hour ago. And now, oh, you know, I heard on the show. We always like to provide Hi, content for people. We love to provide that kind of content. Now we just provide it for CBS. I wonder if Kathleen Turner's tweeting. I don't well, know. If we could get man. Kathleen Turner on How the show. How about that? All I would say Dasmati, is. spot bonus. All I would say is. Hey, Bree, let's go. I loved you so much, so much in the 80s and the 90s. And I would just ask Jonathan Shake, who took an acting class at UMBC, hey, um, so what's the best story you could tell me about Christina Applegate? Yeah, what's the, the best one? It doesn't have to be on the air. You could call me after the show. We want to know. If you're going to tell me something that you can't say on the air. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd want to hear that story. I'm just thinking. I think we would. I would. Oh. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. So, UMBC's upset shakes the sports world. Is Las Vegas still standing? How much could you have won if you put money down on UMBC before the game to win a game in the tournament? What could you have done if Vegas is still standing? Todd Furman joins us from Sin City next. Our man in Vegas with all the info. This is... Fox Sports Radio. If you think a train will stop if it sees your car on the tracks, you're right, it will, about a mile after it hits you. So stop, because trains can't. You don't say. It's he Tony Bennett night. Tony Bennett night, Fox Sports Radio. He sounds sexy. I'm Jason. The man next to me is Mike Harmon. And I look exquisite tonight. And the way we lost. Woo! 
tonight. Dry humping guys is something that I feel very strongly whoa, about. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> there was no reason <laughs> to play that. That took a decided that. left turn. There was no reason to play that. <laughs> UMBC, the upset to end all upsets, the 16th seeded retrievers. I want to the thank American them. East. I want to thank them on behalf of America, on behalf of all the guys here at Fox Sports Radio, Mooney and Robert and Tyshirt and Brianna, uh, the fact that we we haven't had to do a lot of Syracuse talk. Is every team, hey Syracuse everybody, Uh, is every team in the American East named after a dog? Yes. Are they right? We had the Retrievers, right? Yep. Well, Hartford's the Hawks and and that's, you know, that's a bird. But Albany are the Great Danes. That that's a dog. Uh, Stony Brook is the Sea Wolves, and the New Hampshire's that, the Wildcats. Uh, UMass Lowell's the Riverhawks, and I mean that's not even an animal, I don't think. Yeah, and um, Maine are the Maine are I the mean, Black Bears. The Binghamton is the Bearcats, and the Bears. So it's bears and dogs, bears and catamounts, right? Because Vermont is the catamounts. Yeah. All right. So I just but it's, it's a lot of dogs in the American East. Joining us now on the hotline, I wonder if Las Vegas is still there. Because before the game tonight, I called Todd Furman, left a message, says, Todd, all the money in my account, put it on UMBC on the floor, no point spread. So now I can retire because Todd Furman, former odds maker at Caesars, co-host of Bet the Board podcast, friend of the show, took all my money and put it on UMBC, and now I'm retiring and leaving. Todd, how much money did I make? You know what? I actually uh, went one step further. I parlayed the money line with UMBC for you at about twenty-five to one, yeah. with the Syracuse money line at two to one. So you know <laughs> you're going to have a lump sum payout that's going to come, or if you choose, much like Powerball, we can defer over the next twenty years. Oh, okay, that's all right because I, you know, I would just blow all the money at once. So I, I'm, See, I'm glad. Yeah, that's the thing. I need to make sure that you're fiscally responsible for this windfall of newfound cash that you're going to spend it wisely. <laughs> and going back to your discussion of America East. Rather than saying that every mascot is named after a dog, you could have just gone to Animal Kingdom because I think you guys strengthen your own case. Oh, I didn't think about the whole. I was trying to. I was being too narrow. You're right, Todd. I was too <laughs> narrow. Hey, if before the game I wanted to go to the window in Vegas and say I want UMBC on the floor, no points. What kind of odds would I have gotten? Uh, Moneyline consensus, and I know there's a ticket circulating by Darren Ravel right now. It's twenty to one. There was an eight hundred dollar bet. Uh, the largest wager I know of on UMBC that paid about 16000 But if you shopped around, you could have found odds of right around 30 to 1 on them to win the national, cha- uh, national championship. 30 to 1 to, to win the game today. It felt like the national championship. Uh, those would have been shorter odds, though, than Buster Douglas when he knocked out Mike Tyson. That price about 38 to 1. And definitely longer odds. You know, people are making the comparison to the Miracon Ice. They wouldn't have been anywhere close to 30 to 1 on the money line. Yeah, that, that puzzles me because the fact we've never seen a 16 beat a 1, we've never really seen games being close, I would have expected it to be more than 30-1. to 1. Well, the big thing about it is that it's correlated to the point spread. So regardless of seeds there, um, you're going to see similar money lines when a team is right around a 20-21 to 21 point favorite, and that's where the money line gets derived from. So while people want to talk about it, it's definitely going to have a lasting impact in college basketball, knowing we hadn't seen this. The point spread math largely remains the same. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on the hotline with us. Todd Furman, former odds maker at Caesar, turned co-founder, Bet the Board Podcast. Find that at Bet the Board Pod on Twitter. Fox Sports One, Race Hub, SI, CBS HQ. He's everywhere. 
at Todd Furman on Twitter. And right now, uh, voice a little raspy from yelling and screaming over a couple of days of the tournament, <laughs> starting to sound a little bit like a young Joe Pesci. But you know what? The, the voice isn't raspy from yelling at the TVs. It was the late night at Hawkinson, the CTS, though. Had to take out one of your colleagues and Clay Travis, who's in town, along with some of the other casino execs. So what happens is when you're there till about 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning, you do a little after hours, you get back to your hotel room around 6, you get your 90 minutes of sleep in, you do have to sacrifice a little bit of your dignity, and in this case, my voice went right along with it. What you're telling me is next year I'm supposed to be there for that 4.30 to 5 a.m. Uh, late-night run, and I can't wait to uh, to be part of that. Uh, as we get into the weekend, where am I finding some value? Where where are the, Where's the sweet spot on the bracket? Uh, I think when you look at some of these games and trying to identify where you're going to be able to make some money, I'll tell you one thing. UMBC is going to be the trendy team. I think Kansas State absolutely blows them out. Number hasn't been set yet. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit deflated based off of the price. We saw this a couple years ago with Norfolk State knocking off Missouri. They lost by 800 points to Florida in the follow-up <laughs> game. When I look at Texas A&M against North Carolina, I do worry a little bit about the Aggies' guard play, but I think they have talented bigs, and it's not a huge coaching mismatch. Uh, against Billy Kennedy, like you see most times, Texas A&M takes the floor with Roy Williams, so I could see value there. And I think Gonzaga, still my odds-on favorite to come out of the Western region. Uh, that number, though, has been kicked out from 2.5 where it opened out to 3. Uh, I don't think they're going to beat Ohio State as handily as they did back in November, but I would make a case for Gonzaga as a short favorite there. Seton Hall, Kansas is probably the most curious number. I think a lot of people look at that with uh, Kansas only a 4.5-point chalk. Favorites, one seeds against the winner of that 8-9 game that have been less than six-point favorites. It's only happened seven times, one, five, and one against the spread. I'm just not sure Seton Hall is healthy enough if they can't get a full game from Desi Rodriguez. All right, I, wanna, I want you to give me the odds. <laughs> I want to make a parlay. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm sitting down. All right, sit down. <laughs> the final four teams left in the South region after this weekend. All right? I want to parlay. The final four teams left in the South region are UMBC, Buffalo, Loyola, Chicago, and Nevada. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about rating suicide uh, for my <laughs> colleagues over at CBS. That would be the definition of it. Uh, but you're talking about very long shot odds there. Uh, don't have the, all of the numbers in front of me as far as the point spreads are concerned, but that'd be a parlay uh, you're talking about somewhere in that probably 750 to 1 range. All right, so wait. So what, are, what, what, are, what do I get a better odds on, that or Syracuse winning the championship? <laughs> I knew that was coming. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you waited this long into the segment. I mean, I wanted to take shots for their performance against Arizona State, but the two-three zone did what it does best. Uh, the Q's odds to win the national championship will actually be shorter than if you thought that those would be the four teams vying for the right to go to San Antonio in the South Region. Defense travels. That's what they. You know what? You bring your defense with you to the NCAA tournament. You will move on, and that's what Syracuse does. It, it's simply incredible that Jim Beheim's teams luck box their way into the tournament. He doesn't actually coach a lick, and yet they find ways all the time to get into the round of 32, maybe in the round of 16. I'll be fascinated to see how things unfold when we get the blue blood matchup with Syracuse taking on Michigan State. Todd, when we look at this, we saw the number earlier in the week of the, what, 3% of all bets placed on the NCAA tournament are actually done so legally. How do we get yeah. to that kind of estimate? Uh, the American Gaming Association throws a lot of coins up in the air, and they see how they elect <laughs> the land. So they do quite a bit of reconnaissance. Uh, you're never going to get the true valuations from offshore books or illegal bookmakers. Sure. Um, so they have their own unique methods. They haven't actually disclosed them, despite numerous discussions I've had with them over adult beverages. Uh, so that becomes a ballpark <laughs> figure. Um, and knowing how immersed they are in 
history and kind of the flagship organization pushing for legalization. Who are we to question such large numbers? You can follow him on Twitter at Todd Furman. That is at Todd Furman, friend of the show, a Vegas insider, former odds maker at Caesars. Check out the Bet the Board podcast. The link is right there as well. The website, bettheboardpodcast.com, as well as all of his odds and intellect and insight on the Syracuse Orange and their madcap run to the Final Four. Todd, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Time for me to get back to my nice romantic dinner with Clay. There you go. Hi, Clay. <laughs> having, having dinner at 1030 at night. That's how, In Vegas, you're ballers, man. That's how That's it works. It. You are ballers. You're the best. See you, Todd. I, I'm really surprised. 30 to 1? Yeah. I, I thought that would be to, for on the floor. If, 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 if I wanted to go to a window and say, I want to bet UMBC to beat Virginia before the game. I don't want points because yeah. points is, you know, 22 points is a lot of points. I just want to bet them to win on the floor. I would I would have thought you that would have been much higher. greater. Yeah, because just we've never seen it. It's never happened. And usually 16 seeds don't get close. There's sometimes where it's like, hey, it's a seven point game, and then oh yeah, they won by 20. But that's really what it's not tonight, and they won by they won by 20. Well, as we talked about it before, it was 135 and 0 was the record. Uh average margin of victory was 24 and a half points. Here you had Virginia that came out slowly. Not that they're an offensive juggernaut. But as soon as they had to press offensively, just not going to happen. Not the game, not the style, not the tempo that they want to play at. And lo and behold, you get a 20-point boat racing, and we'll be curious to see how many more of those large tickets find their way onto the Internet to prove, hey, I'm the smartest guy alive. What kind of money could I have won if I went to window and I said, hey, I want to bet UMBC and Virginia. Okay, what do you want? I want to bet UMBC. Okay, and I want to give 19. Wait, what? Yes. I want to bet UMBC minus 19. I want to give 19 points. I'd love to see if someone would take that action. Of course the they would have taken it. They would have said, no, 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 but what kind of sir, odds would be the question? Sir, why don't you put your wallet right up to, here and I will take care of you, odds. sir. Here, here's a beer here, to you drink. Could stay, yeah, you could stay at a suite tonight for free. <laughs> you are taking your money. <laughs> minus 19. Yeah, and I'm feeling good tonight. I'm feeling about it tonight. Twitter at Abba Fresca. Coming up in one minute, we'll break down exactly why. UMBC beat Virginia, not just beat them, but beat them by 20. Congratulations, Sean Miller. You're off the hook. But first, let's find out what's trending with Mr. Tom Looney. And the glorious – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say by Tom Looney, who is always off the hook. Oh, wow. There we go. Thank you, Jason. In the history of the NCAA tournament, one seeds were 135-0. In the history of the tournament, emphasis on were. The madness has hit its peak as a 16 defeats a 1 for the first time in NCAA history. UMBC is that 16, 74-54. The Retrievers retrieve the first ever win. For a 16 against the wall. Eric Montrose with the call. Westwood One Radio Network. Also a late tonight Midwest bracket. We had another upset that has people partying in the 315. Syracuse from the first floor to the round of 32. They knock off the 16 of the Midwest, TCU, 57-52. And Syracuse moves on to take on Michigan State on Sunday. Chris Carino with the call Westwood One Radio Network. We're always on 
upset watch here at Fox Sports Radio during March Madness. Two other big upsets were out of the East region. A 13-seed upset of four. Marshall shocked Wichita State 81-75. And Butler bounced Arkansas 79-62. That's a 10 over a 7, as we say in bracketology. A couple of NBA notes. Golden State Warriors star Kevin Durant broke a rib. He'll be out for a while. Raptors won their 11th in a row. Oh, and up. Two NFL notes, former Cardinals defensive back Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, now a member of the Houston Texans and former 49er and Raiders star. Wide receiver Michael Crabtree is now a member of the Baltimore Ravens. And we forge forth into the night with more of the Church of Bracketology with this guy, Jason Smith. When you can't score a lot, you're going to be in trouble. And Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Did you know that Kathleen Turner hasn't tweeted in like a year? Does she actually have an account? Yeah. She's real Kathleen T, and I'm pretty sure it's her because it's pictures of her and selfies and stuff. And okay. It's all things you would expect in, you know, an actress to, to tweet about. A lot, a lot of politics, a lot of things. And she hasn't tweeted over a year. That's too bad. People got to This be going, is her Kathleen, night. This is, I mean, she could be doing interviews right now. I would have been, be, we would have been reaching out. And I could if be she was asking her active. about body heat and, 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 and no, body be, heat and romancing be, the no, stone. No, that'd be creepy. No, dude. And in Kathleen this, Turner, yeah, and you'd be going to jail. No, no, no. Why would I be They're going to creepy. jail? Because I like somebody in a movie. What the hell is wrong with you? Because Tyshaw would movies. report you. No, I mean, there was a time when Kathleen Turner was the hottest woman in the universe. I, I've given you my timeline of hottest women in the world. And the early 80s. Universe, goes, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Universe, even on other planets. It, it goes interplanet Janet. It went. It goes Kathleen Turner into Madonna, and then you're into the '90s into Sharon Stone, and really then it Madonna? was Anna Nicole Smith. Well, dude, Madonna, come on, early '80s Madonna. I mean, come on, wanting. But that was in the <laughs> '90s. Now, that was when she was smoking cigarettes and taking pictures and had short hair. Waiting. No, but Kathleen Turner had a run as the hottest woman in the world. I, she was. I loved Kathleen Turner. Still love Kathleen Turner. And now she was Chandler's dad. That's what it was. Had to get back to the Friends reference. <laughs> but you want to know why UMBC was able to beat Virginia tonight. We've seen games before where higher-seeded teams have trouble with lower-seeded teams. Number one is Virginia's style of play offensively. They have an identity, and their identity is not scoring a lot of points. All right, They score 68 points a game, which is tied for 308th out of 351 Division I teams. They score as many points in a game as Syracuse. And Syracuse can't score at all this year. Not at all. And Syracuse is moving on. But when you're down 15, there's many teams. If you're Kentucky or Duke or North Carolina, Villanova, any of these big blue blood teams now that are out there, they can go on runs. We're going to press. We're going to hit threes. And we're going to get up and down the floor, and suddenly your 12, 15 point lead when we get serious and you get jittery is going to take you down to suddenly it's a five point game, and you're going to wonder what just happened, and maybe the good times are over. But when you can't score, and Virginia can't score because their style of play is they bring the ball up the floor, they do it deliberately, they don't fast break, you can't just suddenly say, now we got to score in buckets. Can't do it. You can't score in buckets just because you're the better team. That's not your style of play. We watched them come up the floor in the second half and exclusively shoot three after three after three, and it didn't work. It absolutely didn't work because that's not their game. When they were down 15 with 10 minutes left, that's when I said, this is happening because we talked about it on the air. I said, dude, this can happen because, Virginia, this is not their game. They play great defensively. 
And they could, you know, they could press and get turnovers, but they're not a team that can fill it up. And they would have needed to go on a run unlike any they've ever had to score. So that's why that 15-point lead looked like 30, because that's not their style well, of play. Well, and that was it. You had the Im- impressive work of the the guards for the retrievers. I, I just like saying the retrievers. That even when there was a steal, right, and the pressure was there a couple of times where you'd actually have Virginia players ripping the ball directly out of the hands of the guards <laughs> as they're trying to bring it up. I'm going to take this, and they dunk. It wouldn't turn into a run, right? It wasn't two or three turnovers. It wasn't a pass out of bounds trying to sail it over the top and throwing an errant pass. It, they kept their composure. As much as we joke about the Will Ferrell, old school, we got to keep our composure, banging lockers, whatever. Here was a team that never lost sight of what they were doing and never got intimidated by the rank and the reputation of the the other team. I mean, you're looking at, for the year, 182nd in field goal percentage, 102nd in points scored, and 200th in total rebounds, and they win by 20. Just going away. I got a, I got a good uh, tweet that went out, I think you'd appreciate, related to this team. Go ahead, buddy. Ready? From the St. Saint Paul Saints. Wow. You know, they, okay. like, they like promotions. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's else. all they do. They don't even have a team. They just do promotions. But this I is mean, great. I don't even think they play games there. It's there just, you go. hey, the St. Paul Saints. We don't have a billion dollars like Warren Buffett. But our GM, Derek Scherer, has gone mad. You know, Bill Murray's still a part owner. The Saints are giveaway ten grand if a 16 beats a one seed March Madness 2018. All you have to do is retweet this to enter, and we'll choose one if it happens. And then an hour ago, they now that this tweet is blowing up, are we supposed to reply with a link to a mixtape or something? It has now been retweeted over 13,250 wow. times. Wow, well, I want to get in there. Everybody wants in if they're trying, trying to get in. Retweet, retweet, retweet. There was no deadline retweet. on this, so whenever you get in and they get around to picking it, I it would appear. You know, the other reason, too, is this, is because, and I, I remember this always, Steve Lavin mm-hmm. said this to me, Ten years ago, I used to interview Steve Lavin on ESPN all the time, and have him on. And we'd talk in March. I would say, "Why do you like this team?" He would say, "They have a couple of good guards. Oh, they have a really good point guard. They have a really good shooting guard." He's a guard, guard, guard. Ever since then, anytime you look for an upset, you realize teams with guards can do it because you hear it all the time. They handle the ball all the time. If they're good, if they get hot, it's hard for other teams to shut them down. Well, tonight you saw UMBC. Jarris Lyles, who, oh, by the way, his dad was Lester Lyles, still Lester Lyles, who played four <laughs> years for the Jets back in the 80s. Also Jets, played yeah. at Virginia. Yeah. Mom yeah. and dad, Virginia grads. Yeah, it doesn't matter, but he played for it's the Jets. It's kind of funny, though. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but he played for the Jets. I mean, so I know. Jets. I, everybody's putting up the pictures of his trading cards. I just did that, too, buddy. Team, I found a Lester Lyles yeah. card. Uh, you look at Lyles and Mora combined in a 74-54 game. They went 12 for 17 from the floor. Five out of seven from three-point range. 9-11 free throws. They combined for seven rebounds, six assists, two steals, and 38 points. Lyles had the big game. Obviously, he had 28. But this was what they got out of their backcourt tonight. They even, they even Look, even, even coming off the bench tonight, they had Jordan Grant, a senior, who was able to score eight points, three out of six from the floor. He made a couple of threes. So you look at what they got out of their guards tonight. Right. They're three guards. You're talking about 46 points. I mean, more than half the points came from their three guards. 
because these are the guys that control games, and you watch this unfold. There was never a moment where you thought Lyles was going to throw the ball away or it was going to get too yep. tough for them. They were able to get through Virginia's press. When you have guards, you can win. And there's your two. Re- you want to be smarter tomorrow and say, hey, you know why this happened? Take it, steal it, use it as your own. Everybody else does. Take it, use it as your own. Virginia doesn't score. Guard play is so important. This is all you had right here. Never threatened. You got to 12, and because you had veterans handling the ball, took care of business, never had that one run, and even let that door crack open to give Virginia a chance. Tony Bennett and company still reeling from this one. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Get in on Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. Coming up next. Just why is this the second biggest upset of my lifetime and not bigger and bigger than everything else? We'll tell you exactly why. Fox. No, no, no. We need Tony Bennett. No, no, no. You stop it. We need Tony Bennett. Did he ever cover this song? No. (laughs) I'll lose to a 16 seed. I'll lose to UMBC. I'll lose to UMBC. Good. Uh, It's taken a while, but I finally found an upset bigger than UMBC over Virginia. As I said earlier, miracle on ice. Russia was clearly the best team in the world by 10 miles in 1980. The United States team wasn't very good at all, and they had to win a bunch of games. They had to beat Russia. Then they had to win another game. I mean, that clearly was the biggest upset of my lifetime. But UMBC over Virginia is bigger than all the big college basketball. It's bigger than North Carolina State, Houston, Villanova, Georgetown. 69 Mets? 69. But the Mets were in the World Series. That's why these upset. I just tried to lob one up for you. No, but that was great. You mentioned the Mets. Mets, yo. Jets in the Super Bowl in 69. You can say these upsets were bigger, higher profile, but were they a bigger upset? These were still teams that got to the championship. So you know they were pretty good. You know, you know they're pretty for North Carolina State to get to the championship, they're pretty good. Right. For Villanova to get they're pretty good to get there. For Buster Douglas to beat Mike Tyson, well, there's two guys in the ring and one lucky punch can always do it. Sure. All right. But UMBC is not a good team. Okay, they they lost. I, I go back. They lost to Albany by forty five in January. They this did get him in the re, in the rematch. It was did. like Rocky two. Yes, they they did beat him and they did move on. But they lost ten games in the American East. Yep. This is the number one seed Virginia Cavaliers. It has never happened before in history. That's why this is right behind Miracle on Ice. But let me throw this out there. All right, let's go. I have two possibilities that could be a bigger upset than UMBC. The Mighty Ducks over the Hawks. Charlie scores the triple-deep goal. That's good. For the Ducks to win. Because remember, the Ducks were over, and they only got in because, you know, one team had the mumps or something. And so they they were able to get in the playoffs. Okay, how about average Joes? Yeah, but that's a made-up sport. Yeah, I but mean, they were big, they were big underdogs yeah, against dodge, Lobo but it's Jim. dodgeball. Who even knows how? It's like the UFC women's division. Who knows how good anybody is in dodgeball? Ah, you can't have that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, great average Joes. But Peter LaFleur almost quit. They had a guy dressed as a pirate. I mean, it was. It took the inspiration no. and maybe more from Lance Armstrong <laughs> to get them over. <laughs> but here's one that we really have to think about because it was a giant killer kind of upset. Daniel LaRusso over Johnny Lawrence to win the All-Valley Karate Championship. 
Because remember, he had to go through everybody. He had to beat Dutch. Yeah. Right. He had to beat well the one. The, he had to beat the one guy that that hurt him because he wanted him to fight Johnny at the end. But he had to go through. He had to beat Dutch. Well, he had to survive to well, get there. Well, just remember, Machio was the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> the but, how I met your mother theory. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Johnny Lawrence was it. I mean, he was it. And and it, but I mean, but being but beating Dutch was huge. Can like everybody does Dutch with the Bachelors? Can we do that with the Cobra Kai series where you and I break it down? <laughs> I I tell you, I can't wait for that. No, series I'm excited to come out yeah. because it actually is from Johnny Lawrence's perspective, yeah. and Ralph Macchio is like the jerky guy whose life worked out for him like he sells cars. No, but that's just and it. And, and it's like Johnny Lawrence, all I have is, you know, I'm going to remake Cobra Kai. Is it executive produced by Neil Patrick Harris I don't to get the screen list? But I, I would say Daniel LaRusso over John Lawrence slash Cobra Kai may be bigger. Because remember the injury he had to overcome, that's too. That's true. I mean, I don't know how Mr. Miyagi fixed his hey. life. Hey, Matt, it must be some magic. And then you use a move that's like not even a karate move to it's win. It's kind of illegal. I mean, the cranes. No, the crane. The crane's not illegal. Yeah, that was illegal. How is that illegal? The hell is wrong with you? It's not. How is that illegal? What do you know about karate? What do you know about karate? Absolutely nothing. It was a bad. No, that's an illegal move. Absolutely nothing. Uh, in the act of 1981, the crane was outlawed from all Al Hall Valley Karate Championships, regardless. Fox Sports Radio. It is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Congratulations to the UMBC Retrievers. They are your champions. The show tonight <laughs> brought to you by Geico. This is Fox. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.